There is no better place. It's time to talk. Do you want to wait again? He doesn't cock his gun to the interface, you know? There you go. Fair play. Talk to Neil Prenderville. That's a core threat at this stage, I think. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. I just love cock people. Conversation that matters. All right, guys. uh, Front page stories in a minute, but from the inside pages of the Star this morning, you know the young girl who was seriously injured in the stabbing incident at Dublin's Parnell Square? Uh, Sadly, back in intensive care uh, following a setback. Now, her ma'am uh, posted um, online on their GoFundMe page bumps in the road, particularly this long one. These bumps are to be expected. Uh, we're still positive and hoping to get back on the ward, fingers crossed. But for now, the five year old uh, stabbed, of course, um, not the only person stabbed, actually, two other young children, a female care worker, were also injured. Uh, but the five year old uh, back in intensive care. A couple of candles, fingers crossed, and maybe some prayers for. Uh, that young girl. The GoFundMe, incidentally, uh, was set up by a friend of the five-year-old's family to assist in the aftermath of the attack. It's raised over 70 grand to date. Uh, no other real updates in that, really. Uh, Riyad Bouchakar, a 50-year-old of no fixed abode, has been charged with the attempted murder of the three children and with the assault causing serious harm to the woman. He's also incidentally charged with three counts of assault causing harm, possession of uh, a 36-centimetre kitchen knife. He's due back in court uh, next month. Um, From that to actual death, and the front page of The Sun this morning, uh, Anne Mooney uh, gone out somewhat on a limb saying that the man uh, whose body was found in the scrubland in East Cork was beaten and kicked to death before he was dumped in a hole. Now, the Gardaí have yet to confirm the remains as being those of uh, Kieran Quilligan and our thoughts are with his family and friends. He went missing four months ago, but clothing uh, found at the site appears to be his. And the guards are waiting now for the examination of dental records and DNA samples to establish the person's identity. So that's a front page you're making the sun today. Cork City Council has... Uh, <laughs> And nearly everybody said. Sometimes I think Cork City Council has more money than sense. But you can you can you can agree or disagree as to how they're going to spend all of this money that they got. Owen English, hope to talk with Owen English this morning because he's the go-to guy when it comes to the uh, conference centre, the convention centre, the six thousand capacity venue that we're still waiting for. Even though, as he says in the examiner this morning, um, it's. Uh, Eight years next month now since the first sod was turned on the site. Do you think we might get to the decade on this, lads? Do you think we might have a tenth anniversary of the sod turning? It's something to look for. It's something to look forward to and to celebrate. It's ten years since the sod turning. But anyway, maybe have a big gig or something. Except it wouldn't be in the convention centre, would it? Anyway, it was like we're at about fifty-seven million now in state funding already pledged, but more money is needed. Soaring inflation, costs of everything, maybe other reasons besides that, which I won't go into, but uh, the future of the beleaguered Cork Events Centre makes the examiner this morning because it now rests with Cabinet. Because Cork City Council, in their defence, have put together tens of thousands of pages on this. I mean, like, whoever had to compile the dossier, mother of God almighty, and it's all been sent now to Cabinet, um, in brackets, send us more money, close brackets. But anyway, we'll talk it on later on that because he breaks down 1.9 billion euro earmarked for housing. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a massive investment 
uh, on lease side. So 1.9 billion for housing, 120 million for walking and cycling facilities. With all of these cycle lanes, do you ever actually see any huge amounts of people cycling bikes in them? Or is it just me? But anyway, 200 million for um, the planning and design of rail and light rail. Nothing to do with laying tracks or anything, just the planning and design of it, 200 million. 190 million for the Docklands. That's going to be the real future go-to area of the city, the Docklands. So there's 40 million on flood prevention, 35 million set aside for a new library. Obviously, something wrong with the one that we have. Uh, and 25 million on uh, work to be done down in Emmett Place. Uh, something in the reason then of 14 million for the second phase of Marina Park. So your thoughts on that are welcome. Is it money well spent in, in the right areas? Uh, your thoughts on that text 0868104106. You would think they'd be ploughing even more into housing. Uh, Cork City Council doesn't have any skin in the game when it comes to health. I get that. And probably also couldn't even set aside money for rehab places for people who are going through the throes of addiction. But they are also talking, um, this is like tomato tomato, right? I say tomato, you say tomato. I know somebody that says broth instead of broth, for instance. Some say scones instead of scones. But do you say Lido or Lido? Boss Gags had the Lido shuffle. There was a Lido cinnamon and black cinnamon Blackpool. But for a place where people would swim, is it Lido, lads, as in L-E-E-D-O, or is it Lido, as in L-Y-D-O? I mention it because they're also possibly going to send set aside some money for a Lido stroke Lido down around the Docklands, which probably would use, I don't know, would it be fresh water? Would it be, would it be a mix of, I think, in and around the Docklands, it's primarily fresh water, isn't it? But something like we used to have way out on the straight road all those years ago, uh, where there was um, a Lido or a Lido, the open swimming pool. So they're talking about that in the Echo on the inside pages today. In other news this morning, of course, uh, we, we know of um, issues. The number one issue with voters these days happens to be uh, migration into Ireland. And that's why the government have really sat up and taken the temperature on this, because they know that is a big issue uh, for voters. So they're continuing now to see how they can get less people to want to come to Ireland. And for those that are here that shouldn't be here or indeed have failed the asylum seeker process, they are now going to charter planes for deportation. They're going to charter the planes. They're going to be knocking on the doors of the failed asylum seekers and they're going to be checking that those who are supposed to self-deport themselves have actually self-deported themselves, which is a front page we're making the mail today. Well, the examiner tells us that because of the changes that will probably come in in the maybe early next month, uh, as in, you know... I don't know what what you want to say before the end of February or the start of March, but there will be big changes. The 90 days in the state rule will come in where a Ukrainian refugee will only get 90 days accommodation. Then they have to paddle their own canoe and the social welfare rates will cut from €232 to €38.80. So there's been a surge now, according to the examiner, in the number of Ukrainians arriving arriving in the last week, possibly because of the changes to the rules and the payments and what have you and accommodation. So the end of January, for the week of the end of January, 628 Ukrainians came in, whereas the week before that, it was three. 390. So you can see where that one is going. Meanwhile, uh, the papers this morning are also talking, and the mail continues to talk as many do, about the countries that will be taken off the safe lift or put onto the safe lift, safe lift, be safe list, because too many people coming in from countries where there are no issues in their lives. Um, although, 
I do see organisations saying, what do you deem as being a safe country if you're female or if you're gay, for instance? But uh, they talk about uh, Algeria and, and Botswana in the papers this morning and others like it. Meanwhile, for those that they want to deport by chartering jets, uh, we also will be deporting our politicians as well as they head off on their St. Patrick's Day jollies. And the list is out this morning. We're clearly and obviously the Taoiseach will go to uh, Washington, uh, D.C. and to Boston and he'll meet with Leo Varadkar and what have you. Michal Martin will go to Canada. He'll be in Van- Vancouver, Ottawa and Toronto. But some of the other countries then, Eamon Ryan's going to write, is going to run up a fair old bill with regards to CO2 emissions on his flight to Brazil. Michael McGrath's off to China. And then you've got lots of others going to the likes of France, Bulgaria, India, Bangladesh, um, United States. Na- somebody's going, Catherine Martin's going down to Nashville. There'll be a couple of handy gigs on down there. Daryl O'Brien's off to South Africa and Zambia. And then there's lots then going to Kenya, Ethiopia, Southern Sudan. Um, I, I imagine that they have fairly uh, decent uh, St. Patrick's Day um, parades in Kenya, Ethiopia, Southern Sudan, Southern Sudan Japan. Tokyo, Tokyo, and then Stephen Donnelly. I mean, he's going to be seriously wrecked from jet lag. Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, Canberra, Melbourne, Sydney. Clearly not all at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, back here at Terra Firma, people continue to try and cope with um, different hikes in things that they really need. For those that are maybe lucky enough for COVID private health insurance with VHI, it's going to cost an average family over €600 Euro a year more now because uh, VHI are hiking We'll have to wait and see if others continue or follow suit and hike also. Um, A story that dominates this program from time to time is people who go for medical tourism issues to Turkey. Now, this could be for gastric banding, gastric bypasses, nose jobs, boob jobs, bum jobs, whatever the case may be. One of the biggest um, medical tourism agencies there is now warning Irish patients about the rise in fake hospitals, uh, fabricating reviews and counterfeit websites. One of them is saying, be very careful. Sometimes Irish people um, do the deal uh, to have surgery done in a general hospital in Turkey. But then suddenly when they arrive there, there's this mysterious outbreak of infection in the hospital and they're moved somewhere else, unfortunately, to a dubious clinic. They're also saying beware of glowing testimonies on websites because some of those testimonies are fabricated and fake. And then where is the best place to live and work and rear a family and buy a home in Ireland? Unfortunately... Uh, For many of those, it's not Cork, except for one category where Cork does well. And that is the safest places to live and work. And the two places that are featuring from Cork as being the safest places to live and work, Cove and Carrigaline. So Cove and Carrigaline take a bow this morning for your safety and also for um, being one of the nicest places in Ireland to live. Other than that, we don't do well at all. We don't do well when it comes to affordability. We don't do well when it comes to, um, you know, uh, shopping or cafes or cheap eats. And we don't do well when it comes to leisure facilities, parks and green spaces. Obviously, those that um, put together this have never been out to Fitzgerald's Park or never been out to the Tremor Valley Park, or never been out to the Balancholic, um, wonderful um, parks in Balancholic, but what can you do? Anyway, best work and life balance um, makes the papers today take a bow to Cove and uh, Carrigaline. More and more people now are taking packed lunches to work. There's a couple of interesting stories making the English Times this morning. Have you noticed also, more people are, I think maybe it's a younger generation, they're batch cooking more now. They're doing huge amounts, certainly in our family, my son is a big fan of batch cooking. Does a big, huge batch cook on a on a Sunday night, and then um, you know takes him a lot through the week with uh, food that's batch cooked on uh, on Sunday. But workers 
Apparently, this is a, a, a canter story from the UK. 86 million packed lunches were brought into the office last year. They're shunning the high streets and they're shunning the delis and they're saving more money by, by doing it themselves. And if you're looking for a leaner waistline or indeed if you also just want to get fitter or healthier, then apparently kimchi is the way to go. Now, kimchi is an acquired taste, isn't it? Um, it's a traditional Korean diet and has been for centuries. I mean, to sum it up, really, it's fermented cabbage and other types of veg like that. It's quite strong, uh, but apparently it's, um, it's a winner when it comes to tackling obesity and burning up the fat. You can buy it in the jar and apparently it's the way to go. And the front of the Echo today has um, a pop at Met Aaron. Problem with Irish forecasting um, is that it is too generalised. It's impossible really for somebody in Cork to take seriously a Munster forecast, for instance, because Munster is huge. So what you really need is forecasting that's very, very localised. And apparently there were an awful lot of complaints to Met Aaron, particularly about storm Babette and the forecasting for Cork during that storm being described as the forecasting a failure and a complete disaster. Front pager making the echo today. Text 0868104106. Calls on the way. Call Neil now. 0818104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. All right, update, update time, lads, from yesterday morning's program. We were talking about people robbing cars. A lot of the time it was Japanese imports with the immobilizers and what have you. One of the stories we had, of course, we share the video on, uh, certainly on X and possibly on Facebook, and that was the uh, Toyota Yaris with the end plates that was being drive, driven at lunatic speed through Turners Cross, Evergreen Road, nearly killing a couple of cyclists, running red lights and what have you. There were other sightings, of, and of course we had many other calls then from people whose cars were being stolen uh, most of the time Japanese imports but the car that I was talking about there the Toyota Yaris is Emer's car she's the first year uh, student at UCC, it's her first car she saved up for it, she did everything right had her car, got her test, put up the end plates and some morons robbed it there is an update to that story this morning Emer joins me by phone, Emer good morning Hi, hi, Neil. Unfortunately, girl, it's not good news, is it? No, no, not at all. Um, got a call there yesterday from the guards. They found the car out in Blarney, burnt out. So, yeah, not good at all. How does it make you feel to get that news? Actually, look, it's heartbreaking. You know, first car, I don't think money will replace. You know, I can go in and get a new car, but, you know, you can't really replace the first car in one year or anything, you know. So, yeah, shopping. There's that, I know, but there's also the invasion into your life, you know, that feeling of violation, that theft, um, all of those sentiments as well, as I imagine, right? Yeah, look, you know, you know that at 2 a.m. in the morning that there's, there's someone outside snooping around, you know, it's, yeah, shocking really. I feel awful for you. Shocking. I feel awful yeah. for you. I really do, because you're on a tight enough budget as a student as it is. So completely burned out, Emer, was it? Do you know, do they use an accelerant or what do they do? Um, I'm not sure with guards who trying me and said it was completely burnt out. Yep. So you haven't actually seen sight of it, no? No, I haven't. No, okay. no. And will you at some stage or what's the next move on this? Um, no, probably won't, no. God almighty, that is so... So awful. And what are you going yeah. to do? What are you going to do next? I mean, the car's insured, so I hope you don't have an issue with your insurance company. Yeah, listen, I don't know. Don't know yet. I'll have to talk to that now. So you'd have at least third party fire and theft anyway, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, listen, I, I have to talk to that now, yeah. I know, I know. Are you in need of help or anything? Do you need a car? Can we help you with anything in the interim? You'd never know, inter- you never know who might be listening that might have something for you. Yeah, listen, well, I'll, I'll possibly need the car, yeah, many of future, so, yeah, I'll, I'll have to think about that next time. Do you feel, did you feel for any, all of the others yesterday whose cars were stolen? I mean, you, you might have been listening after you were on the air with me. It was call after call after call. Yeah, I believe there was a few more stolen as well, so... Yeah, it's, it's shocking, really shocking. To me. I know, yeah. I know. Listen, I won't hold you because it's not the news you wanted, nor us either. But if somebody does, does get in touch, there could be a car dealer, there might be some motor company might get in touch with me to offer you something in the intern, interim. I'll come back to you on it, all right? Okay, yeah. Yep, right, thanks. Okay. Sorry to hear the news, though. Not the kind of news you'd want to hear. She's obviously very upset, and who wouldn't be? I mean, her pride and joy. Spent five grand, imagine to got a, a loan, and then the insurance on top of it will be high as well. Her first car, uh, burnt out, lads. Gardy found the car in Blarney yesterday afternoon, burnt out and destroyed. That's the end of that. I mean, what's what's it gonna what's it gonna take for things to to change here? You know, I mean, I, I mean, it was funny actually reading out the you know, given the reasons yesterday why there aren't or for many years there weren't immobilizers in Japanese cars because in Japan. They wouldn't rob cars because the um, the penalty for it is too severe. You're talking about serious jail time for it. Uh, but here, of course, um, we, we seem to have a much more lax approach a lot of the time uh, to convictions in court that lead to suspended sentences. And, of course, if you're under age, well, then, of course, the same rules don't apply in any way, shape or form. And a lot of these young thugs know that, of course. But I don't think that they cop on how they can destroy people's lives because of their stupidity. Right, I know there have been uh, updates as well with regards to uh, the um, stadium formerly known as Parky Cueve. The idea, I think, that the county board wanted was to call it Super Value Park. Uh, Now, though, it would appear that there's been um, a, a compromise. I don't know whether the GA have had to take a haircut on this with the amount of money. Is the, the deal supposed to be worth somewhere between 250 and 300 grand a year to the GA from Super Value? But the compromise now is Super Value Parky Cueve. I think a lot of people are happier with that now because it retains the name Parky Cueve and just puts Super Value onto the top of it. So that's the latest update on that. And I will be coming back to that story throughout the course of the morning. But can I ask you guys, are you happy with that compromise? Uh, it's been confirmed. It will be signed off uh, tonight. The Cork County Board will sign off and if there's a meeting of delegates. So it's just a, it's a fait accompli at this stage now. And they'll sign for it and it'll be known as Super Value Parky Cueve. Uh, how do we feel about that? So get texting on that. Text 0868104106. Back to the phone lines we go. Vivian, good morning. Morning, Neil. So that's good. not the kind of news we want to hear for poor old Emer. And if anybody wants to give her a dig out, text 0868104106. What do you make of it? Car burnt out in Blarney? Yeah, I'm sure most of the I see it down around Norway as well. Most of these fellas are all they're all under eighteen. They know they, they know they can't be touched, like and they're just just a lawn to themselves. The guards gone down to two women. Well, it's not that it's the guards exactly can't. That. They just know that they're untouchable in a court of law until they turn 18. That's, that's, yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, if the guards, if the guards didn't give a damn, they wouldn't have been searching for the car yesterday and find it out in Blarney. Do you know what I mean? If the guards didn't give a damn... I know, but should, well, like, even if they caught a miniature, they still couldn't do anything to them. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. kind of, it's just... Yeah. What do you mean by the same down, down your way? What exactly do you mean by that? Uh, it's just happening all, 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 all over the place. You see cows, cows getting robbed and burnt out here and there. 
you see other clowns and I've seen it there myself they'd be, they'd be posting videos of it and everything like, they're, like they're just they think they're untouchable like. so, so you'll see the video of the cars being stolen you'll see the video then yeah. of the updated of the cars being driven recklessly and you'll see another update of the video then ultimately being burnt out burnt, burnt out or hopped off a tree or something do you know what I mean and then there's the, the spray crack do you know what I mean do you ever think about, like, do you remember the spate of joyriding years ago? It was epidemic on Lee side, right? Let's say that That's that was right, 20 yeah. or 25 years ago. Those characters now would be, what, 40, 45, maybe almost 50 years old? I wonder, I wonder did they clean their act up and, you know, could the same, can we I say the same, you know? Yeah, maybe they will, like, at the moment, they, know, like, they just know that they, they, they can get away with it, so they'll just keep doing what they're doing. Um... And what would make it? What would make it? What would improve that? Then some form of serious sentencing know, for under eighteens. Yeah, like uh, I remember back in the day, you know, you had you had you had Saint Pat's and you had all these places that you used to be, these youngsters used to be sent to, but there's none of that really anymore. I don't think. Yeah, they they certainly packed them to the rafters down in um, Spike Island. Remember all those years ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but that's gone now as well. And so that Oberstone apparently is always full to the neck. So. Well then, on that basis, nothing's going to change anytime soon. Appreciate that. Thanks, Vivian. No, Thanks, Story. Not about us. Pick up the phone on 0818 We've got calls on the way. The Neil Prendival Show on Red FM. Conversation that matters. Um, remember I was talking yesterday or was it Monday about uh, the fact that Woolworth's shops are coming back to the UK and if you had a magic wand what shop would you bring back on Leeside I want to update the list just another few Nosy Keefe's on Shandon Street at the bottom of Shandon Street I think that was the first job that my mother had when she was a very young girl at Nosy Keefe's shop on Shandon Street the saddle shop on Academy Street for all your equestrian needs I think actually that's thriving down in West Cork somewhere the, the saddle shop if I remember correctly Mary Rose Remember Mary Rose's, the restaurant and cafe, the Uptown Grill and Bennett's. And there are three more of them. Keep them coming. Text 0868 104 106. There's lots then on stolen cars and immobilizers and Jap imports and burning out cars. Unfortunately, Emer's one got burnt out. That happens all too often when they're finished with them. But let me just deal with uh, the breaking news story from this morning. And that is the uh, proposed name change uh, for what was known as Parky Queef. They had wanted it to be known as Super Value Park. There's now been a compromise where it will be known as Super Value Parky Cueve. Now, uh, Parky Cueve and the GAA for that stadium has a colossal debt of over 30 million. Um, and even though they're, you know, plumping concerts into it and I think you can play rugby there and stuff like that, the debt still needs to be cleared. So they think they need sponsorship for the stadium. And of course, we've got the Aviva, we've got stuff like that. You know, this isn't anything new with regards to renaming. But the big issue on Lisa was taking equeeve out of it, as in parky queeve out of it. Um, I'm curious as to whether you guys think that this compromise is okay, and can we move on now at this stage? So text on that one, text 0868104106. Well, I talked to uh, the former GAA Cork footballer, three-time All-Star Larry Tompkins. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Thanks for picking up. Um, you've obviously been following this for the last uh, couple of weeks. Is this compromise acceptable? Your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, when I heard it initially, I think the most important thing was that it wasn't kind of called Super Value Park because people might kind of uh, get the indication that Super Value now owned at Parky Key. But I think uh, from both parties, I think that uh, Super Value Parky Key, I think it's appropriate. And um, 
I think listening to uh, Paddy O'Keefe's son, which is um, named after the stadium, listening to him a few weeks ago, I think that he was asked a question that um, how would he feel about that? And he said, look, he said, if my father was around, he said that Narsi, he would be very happy that Parky Keeve would be held. But he would see no reason, he would see the benefit of Super Value coming in too in relation to uh, the future of the games and the future of GA. And let's let's remember, like Super Value is a prominent um, business organisation in Cork. They're very prominent in the GA. They employ a lot of people. Um, I think it's a win-win for both, and uh, I think it's just the way the the whole game is evolving now, and it's big changes from my day of playing, Neil. Yeah, know. that's for sure. Actually, you are right to pick up on the O'Queeves uh, thoughts on this, because Donald, the grandson of the man who the stadium was named after, I'm reading from the Examiner this morning, uh, they were very unhappy and concerned about the removal of uh, Padraig O'Queeves' name at the time, but now he said, I'm absolutely delighted today to give my full support to the compromise that has been reached. Yeah? Yes, look, it's it's uh, when you hear the family saying that, like, but then you know you you have to be heartened by it. You know what I mean? Like the O'Keefe, uh, that man, like uh, what a lot of people probably doesn't know, like, and uh, with in the research, like that man was a was an incredible man, like for the GA, like he was, you know, not alone was he so helpful, like to, to an awful lot of clubs and forming an awful lot of clubs in yeah. Cork and. Equally, he was he was he was the main man behind Crow Park being the finances in Crow Park at the time to try and get some sort of a stadium built uh, at that time. And equally, uh, on top of that, like he was the initiator an awful lot of the, the GA competitions, like the the leagues and the the River Cups, which were very very strong at that time. Like uh, you know, you were talking about uh, full attendances, uh, like at, at River Cups that time. Mm. So. Mm. Like he was, a, he was a massive figure, like in the GA Neil. And like you know, it would have been an awful shame, like that, if, if Parky Keeve didn't hold that name because of him. I think he was just, he was just a, he was just a big figure, a massive figure. Here's and, a, uh, yeah, here's yeah. a little bit more of the history behind this. Uh, my understanding is that this got leaked, right? Tony Lean broke it exclusively in the Examiner, I believe. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm just curious as to whether the county board were were trying to slip through Super Value Park didn't really read the room story got leaked and then they had to scramble for a compromise with you know it, like I, I also don't know whether they have to take a haircut on this whether they'll get less money than the than the 300 what do you, what do you think about that yeah, sure. Look, we 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 just don't know what kind of happened there. But Tony Tony's a sharp man, so he would be in he would be in there fairly quick in relation to what was happening there. But um, look, my po- we, my we point is maybe what... maybe they thought that they could get that through Super Value Park. Yeah, but like uh, maybe, but I don't think uh, the clubs hadn't been kind of. Uh, you know the clubs are the big thing within the the the, the organisation meal, and I think that when the clubs would have met, like that would have never got to go ahead because okay. the okay. clubs would have been fairly uh, would have been fairly sure, like the Parky Keeves name would have. Had and a would vote, the clubs you know? have had a vote in this? Then I wonder, Larry. Well, like the, I think initially, I think that uh, they would have been brought to the table, and then it would have been put to them in relation to it. I'm sure Kevin O'Donovan would have made a good case in relation to what he wanted, but uh, at the same time, you know, his hands would have been tied in relation to the club vote and the club vote uh, and the clubs. Uh, they're they're really the they really they really have to say, and whatever goes and whatever is voted on, that's 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 really where it comes from. Yeah, they've come a long way, haven't they? The GAA say from your day, we have concerts now, extensive 
beautifully over the years down at Parky Cueve. I think rugby has played there. There's only one ever soccer match there, as you recall, the Liam Miller mm. testimonial. Do you think that they should kind of open more? And, I mean, w- would soccer ever be an option, do you think? Well, you might remember the the big debate back a good number of years ago when Crow Park, when, when the Aviva or Lansdowne Road wasn't available and the rugby uh, were finding it hard to get uh, venues to play their matches. So at that time, it was a, a very uh, 50-50 or even less. That's, that's it was very contentious, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because the, the, were, the rugby was talking about, uh, actually, uh, the IRFU was talking about going to venues in England, which would have been an absolute disgrace. Like Crow Park free and and no and like in fairness to Sean Kelly who was president of GA at the time, Kerry Man, he was the guy that that ran around to a lot of the county boards and basically kind of, you know, got their heads around this and said, Look, there's there, apart from like uh, we being fools here not to allow Ruby into Crow Park and, and allowing it to go outside of our, our, our country, uh, equally there is money to be made here and mm. it's a profit uh, uh, and, and the stadium for probably five or six months of the year in Crow Park wouldn't have been available or available right. and, and not being used. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, um, the whole thing has just changed. I think that that's um, great that uh, these venues are used and the likes of Parky Kiev and Crow Park are brilliant to be used. But equally, I would have a kind of a, 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 a kind of a, a, a cram about like the the way the championships are kind of uh, rushed to try and force concert in then later on in the year. Mm. When, what I mean by that is you're talking about the senior hurling championship like being played like in an 11-week period. Like that's totally unfair to players mm. like playing week in, week out that are totally amateur. And then what it, what it is down to, Neil, is just basically trying to get uh, room and time to be able to get concerts into these venues like in the, the August, September when the GA was really, you know, that was the traditional time. I know, but I suppose they're looking at a 30 million debt, you see. So what do you do? Well, that's it. And I don't see, like, okay, 30 million is 30 million. We know it's a lot of money, but I do see like that. You will see an awful lot. I think you have one concert now this year in in, in Parky Kiev. I I think you're going to see more and more availability being used in Parky Kiev. And I do see like that, uh, you know, if you if 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 we're around in 10 years' time, I think that debt will be will be very low. You know. Okay. 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 Feel feel free to hold on if you want, Larry. I don't know whether you're under pressure or not, but I do have Tony Lean, the sports editor with the Irish Examiner. Tony, good morning. Hi Neil, how are you? Good, thanks. So, compromise, I suppose, is the word here. A compromise has been reached. Like you, you broke the story somewhat. I imagine set panic off down at Parky Cueve when you broke the story because what they had wanted to get through was Super Value Park. Did they not read the room or what? No, they probably didn't at the time. Um, I think it's a sensible compromise. I think Neil is is what we're talking about. I think once it emerged that Super Value Park was going to be the name, and remember it had been agreed at stadium board level by everybody who's on the board, and that's everybody from Kevin O'Donovan to Frank Murphy to a lot of business interests, it had been signed off. I think the public reaction obviously told them a different story. I think Kevin O'Donovan was out that night saying, we're listening to what her stakeholders are talking, you know, are saying and obviously our stakeholders are people all around the county who are invested in club and everything in the GEA and I think certainly everybody woke up Neil the following morning and said you know, no, this isn't going to play we're going to have to sit down again with super value now we will never know, I understand uh, Kevin O'Donovan has been out this morning saying that the terms and conditions haven't changed in terms of the money. You know, that 
Super Value have agreed to call it Super Value Parky Cueve. Well, if that is the case, I think that's a magnanimous gesture from Super Value because let's be fair about this. Super Value walked away from a meeting before Christmas with a deal that said the name of the stadium was Super Value Park or Park Super Value. And now, obviously, they've come back and they've agreed to call it Super Value Parky Cueve. They've obviously listened to, you've got to remember, obviously, mm. there's an awful lot of franchisees and everything like that around Cork. So they're getting it in the ear as well. So mm. I think there was a sit down. There obviously was a sit down. And I think the sensible compromise was reached. If the terms are the same as they were initially, then I think it's a result mm. for Cork GA. It's not. Like, let's be fair, Neil, it's not a mega deal, you know, in terms of the finances. Of Three million it. over it's 10 a, years, though, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. But I mean, in terms of you know, 3 million over 10 years. Just think that through. 3 million over 10 years with a debt of 30 million. So it's a good deal. Um, I think it's it's a deal where I think there was at one stage Cork probably thought they would get more. Um, I think the reality then dawned there was nobody beating a path down to their door. Um, it is one of those assets that they have in terms of the naming rights for the stadium. It obviously went down, or, or sorry, those conversations went on for some time. And I think realistically, they got to a point, everybody got to a point where said, you know what, we're going to get this money from Super Value. I think it is important to add, Neil, that there are subsidiary amounts coming from three other That's right. Uh, stadium yeah, sponsors. That's right. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which, will, which I understand will add probably about another million, maybe just a bit north of a million if it was to go over the same 10 year period so you're probably talking maybe north of four, four and a half over 10 years. It's a good deal certainly and I think for Cork GA there's a sigh of relief now that it's done and if Kevin O'Donovan is correct then if they've got it at the same terms and conditions as the original deal, well happy days. Because the issue really was the removal of Park Equive, wasn't it? It wasn't that they should or should not be able to get sponsorship from Super no. Value or the other ones, Boston Scientific, Statcraft or PepsiCo. Yeah. It was just the heritage. Uh, you, you'll recall, Mihal and freaked over it, didn't he, back, back a week or ten days ago. He was very angry about it. He said, deeply disappointed and annoyed at the proposed rebranding, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I think, look, ultimately, the minute that that story emerged, um, emerged, uh, what is it, just over a week ago in the Examiner, I think everybody was straight away looking at that part. I think generally even, you know, the rank and file in GA realised like, that the financial realities meant that, look, they had to sell the naming rights, that it was going to happen. But don't do it and drop the name of somebody who was a very storied administrator in the GA, the General Secretary of the association for a number of decades. There are 17 grounds in the country, uh, inter-county grounds, Neil, now that have actually naming rights attached. And there's only one of those 17 in Wicklow actually hasn't retained the name of the original stadium. Yeah, yeah. So apart from anything else, that would have been unusual. But obviously with the historical resonance, you know, and I think in fairness, the O'Queeve family were quick to come out and just express their disappointment in a very measured way. They weren't jumping up and down. You know, they weren't hysterical about it. They just expressed their disappointment if that was going to be the case. So there were you... meant to be conversations with them. I'm not sure whether there were or whether they were seeing, but I think they would obviously be happier now 
with what has happened certainly over the last seven days. But do you think that Parkic we've got a good deal? Um, it's reported, and I know it's Dublin, I know it's the Aviva, but apparently that deal is forty million for naming rights for eight years. So do you think three hundred yeah. grand a year is actually? I mean, could there have been another zero on it? Like, yeah, that's my point. Uh, I mean, I, that's why I'm saying to you, I think it's a good deal. I don't think it's like obviously it's not a mega deal, but. You've got to understand, like, Cork is in Dublin. That's the first thing. And, you know, you're not talking, obviously, Aviva Stadium is the national stadium for rugby and soccer in this country. I mean, you are, you're not really, you know, you're comparing apples and bananas there, Neil, to some degree. You're not comparing exact like with like. I think you're probably better off looking at deals for other grounds around the country, GA grounds. And in that respect, it would probably be, you know, line ball with what's going on in the likes of a Thurless or, you know, some of the bigger inter-county grounds around the country. Like, in the GA context, Parky Cueve is the second biggest, most famous stadium in the country. Yeah. But obviously, in the context of the Aviva Stadium, um, you know, you are talking about, like, the national stadium, yeah. like, for our, you know, our national rugby team and our national football team. So, I suppose there is a difference there, to be fair. You you weren't going to be talking about those type of numbers okay. for okay. Parky Cueve. Can I just ask, uh, I assume that uh, Larry Tompkins is still there. Larry, do, do the players ever see any of this? The hurlers, the footballers, the camogie players? I mean, what do players get in this amateur game now? Well, I suppose like you have uh, Sports Direct, who is the sponsors, and um, I suppose what they get is, is they have been increased in relation to their mileage uh, when they drive to and from training. Uh, I don't know what the trigger is now, uh, but it would just basically cover their petrol costs, really. It wouldn't be anything more than that. Plus, there would be uh, kitted out with training gear and uh, jackets and uh, that would be only the panel of players that would be probably selected for uh, coming up to championship. So you'd be probably talking about 30 plus there uh, players been in, involved in that. So listen, there is But no is that fair doubt. recompense though? Do you know what I mean? Is, is that enough? Are they happy with that? Should they get more? So look, it's 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 been a debate all the time in relation to should they get more? Uh, possibly they should get a bit more in relation to the expenses of of of, of travel. Uh, nobody wants kind of uh, the GA is a very uh, very core. I talked initially there about clubs and the club players. Like the club is the is the main focus of the the grassroots level in the GA. Like so, it's a very difficult thing to be able to go along and maybe pay uh, or or give money to an inter county player then and then try. To, those type of players then going back and playing with their club, uh, I suppose uh, <laughs> there wouldn't there wouldn't be a great feeling that would that would go with both, yeah. even though both players would be working really hard together and, and training hard together. So look, it's it's. Uh, uh, I think it has improved uh, Narty from my day and stuff like that but I think it, it could be better and that's the way I would put it to you I think it could be better Appreciate it Larry Appreciate it as always So Tony what happens tonight it's just formally ratified is it? Yeah I think Thursday uh, Thursday night uh, it's a ratification right. it's a rubber stamp at this stage because Neil obviously people walked out of that meeting last week already au fait and accepting the fact that there was going to be a naming rights deal the one obviously sticking point still was the name and now that there's agreement and a claim that it's at the same rate for Super Value Parky Cueve, I think you're just down to a rubber stamp tomorrow night.
Appreciate it, gentlemen. Much obliged to you both. Tony Lean at the Examiner and the one and only Larry Tompkins. Your thoughts are welcome. Get those texts coming. Text 0868 104 106. Text or WhatsApp Neil now. 0868 104 106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. You might recall when the news first broke about Parky Queeves renaming the Limerick comedian Seamus Lehan had his own take on things all GAA things uh, have an ace to this uh, just about 40 seconds of it hey, where are you going oh I'm just going out to watch the match at Super Value Park where Super Value Park down by the Marina and Cork you mean Parky Keeves no what? it's just the GAA season is starting up again you know I wouldn't be surprised if Duncan Dunn of Dublin won the football again this year who although Krispy Kreme Kerry did run him close last year so what personally I'd like to see Maybelline Mayo win it but they've just been so unlucky in the past few years maybe it's the curse but maybe it's Maybelline what are you on about it's just it's everyone's dream to see their home county walk up the famous steps of the Hulk Hogan stand in Coke Zero Park do you mean Croke Park just lift up the Samsung Maguire Cup you know Carlos Berg don't do dreams anyway better head to the match first round of the Nike Racquet Cup awaits see ya good luck I've uh, also, as the Yanks would say, reached out to Michal Martin this morning at, at short notice just to get his thoughts. A simple question. He will come back to me whether or not he's happy now with the compromise because back in the day he was far from happy. You might recall he said uh, words to the effect, actually a direct quote, he said, deeply disappointed and annoyed at the proposed rebranding, which is part of a proposed multi-layered naming rights deal for the stadium. Uh, he went on then to say, um, and he told Cabinet, the government now needs to look at how it manages state funding for stadiums in the future. He said, given that 30 million of taxpayers' money was allocated to Porky Queeve's redevelopment project without conditions attached on the future, in the sense that he was saying we never, as a government or a nation, asked for naming rights. There are others, of course, who will be stumping up DOSH. Three other companies, Boston Scientific, Statcraft, Statcraft, and PepsiCo will have stadium branding privilege as well as total packages of about a million uh, up to 2026. Uh, so Tony Lean is right when he says it's somewhat more than the possible 300,000 because you've got to add in the money from Boston Scientific, Statcraft and PepsiCo. But the big problem, of course, was dropping the name Equive from it. One of the greatest hurlers that ever came out on Lee's side, one of the greatest hurlers in the country was the great Tomas Mulcahy and Tom Mull joins me by phone. Tomas, good morning. Good morning, Neil. What do you reckon? A compromise? Nothing more to see here, or what? Oh, well, look, I think, look, um, I think we all know that this day was coming, Neil, um, no matter what brand was going on it, but I think it's a fantastic deal for Cork GA, to be honest, which mm. I think is a fantastic deal for Super Value. Um, a Cork brand based in Tremor Road headquarters, implying so many people in the Cork region, everywhere you turn, there's a Super Value centre, and look, I've been involved in Parky Creek for the last three or four years in terms of Owen Cork uh, delegation, looking for commercialism, looking for premium level seats to be sold, looking for advertising around the pitch, looking for naming rights. And like the, the, you mentioned three companies there. They're coming in the back of, of five pillars that the Cork GA are looking for in terms of grassroots innovation, sustainability, that they would become partners on that side of it. And then you have the naming rights side of it. And to me, I think it's it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, it's a no-brainer. But we kept Parky Creef, which was the important thing. That and was the, the issue, thing. really. I don't think if it you was, took the temperature yeah, people, there was an issue with the was, naming, yeah. It was the biggest thing, Neil, right? And do you know what? The good thing out of this is Super Valued listened and Parky Creef listened. And there was a compromise, yeah. right? Which was the important thing. And I think people would be happy today at Super Value Parky Creef, um 
you know very well in terms of commercial entities at the moment running business and Parky Creeve now is a business putting teams on the road the success that we've had at minor under 20 levels over the last number of years hopefully will come through into senior mm. and at the end of the day Neil, the most important thing here is that we're competing the most of finals in all our finals mm. and we get success mm. right on the back of all this and there is no there's, there's no fear that there's no money there Right to put teams out or to actually uh, bring teams to the next level to compete. How are we going to get to those days, though? Um, like I know it's an amateur sport. And I was talking to Larry about whether the players should be getting more financial contributions or more incentives like that. But things aren't things aren't. We're not in the we're not in the halcyon days of Cork football and hurling at the moment. And a lot of people have. No, I know not. I'm going off on another topic, but a lot of potential players they're all gone to Australia and what have you. They're, I heard of them carry there recently. They flew a fella back from Boston to play a match, for instance. Yeah, but look, I mean, the other side of it, Neil, is there's still plenty of people who are in Cork City and County who want to represent their county and, and play with Cork and Pride and stuff like that as well, right? So, I mean, um, the success that has been generated at underage level has to come through at some stage, and that's the important thing, right? That there is no, there's nothing left unturned in terms of actually no resources going to be kept back in trying to facilitate teams in getting to that level. And if, if the super value money can, it goes towards that, whether it's grassroots, whether it's coaching, across any sector like that, I'm all for it. The debt repayment, your concert, you'd order, you've heard of commercial entities, as you mentioned, the partnerships and stuff like that as well, right? You know, yeah. So look, there is a business plan there. There is a model there. I think it's a very, very positive step this morning, to be honest with you. Oh. And look, I, I said to people, right, I mean, you go around the country and you talk about Simple Stadium and you talk about Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. You talk some of the, the, the one of the greatest teams that we ever seen in years in, in, in Kilkenny, Northern Park. There's naming rights in all of those. Mm. And if, mm. Crow pa- if, if Crow Park was owned by Dublin GA, do you not think there'd be a naming right in Crow Park? And I don't think it was an issue with the naming right. It was just, um, I think it was the, the, the airwaves lit up and I imagine the club at yeah. club level also freaked at the dropping of the Equive name, you see. That was all really... Absolutely. I, and I think, yes, and I think I, had come, I came out very strong myself that I had to be retained. I'm delighted that it's retained and I think it's very, very positive for everybody. Super stuff. And as well. Okay, thanks, Tomás. As always, Tomás Mulcahy. Text 0868 We're back after 10. Prenderville Show on Red FM. Conversation that matters. And on Super Value Porky Queeve. If you abbreviate that, it comes out as Spook. You might remember the old Christy Moore song, Listum Varna, Flax Spook in the FCA, Free Nicky Kelly in the IRA, etc., etc. Abbreviated to Spook. Um, I hope that that doesn't catch on, incidentally. Uh, please, can you ask if new season ticket buyers from the, for this year can get a refund because of the opposition to this naming? Thank you. Uh, I don't know about that. I also wonder whether or not you'll be able to use your super value club points or whatever they call them uh, to buy GA tickets for super value Porky Queen. Cork County Board of Sumshar. Uh, I won't read out exactly what this texter calls him. Why couldn't they do this from the very start? And there wouldn't have been any controversy, says Donald. Well, Tony Lean answered that in my conversation with him. He said the original deal was done at board level. They were going for Super Value Park. Uh, And that was it. And they thought that my interpretation of what Tony Lean was telling me was quite straightforward. That was the deal that was done. It was the response to it 
and the public, the airwaves lit up, of course, and at club level. And I guess all of the pubs are talking about it and people having a pint or meeting their pals or lovers of GA freaked out about it. So the original deal was done as Super Value Park. Um, it was only the compromise that came about because of the reaction to it that led to Super Value Parky Cueve. Uh, many thanks to all involved for the remaining uh, renaming compromise, for the positive debate and to Super Value for the continued generosity to community life in Cork and across the country. And that's the response this morning from our very own Lord Mayor, uh, Kieran McCarthy. So he um, is very happy with it. Must thank all those involved in the compromise. Uh, I will never call it Super Value Park. My father was a proud Rocky and he would turn in his grave. Uh, I wouldn't bother my ass going to Parky Cueve if the name was changed. Greedy GAA, as usual, bananas in charge. I don't know whether you would say that or not, but, um, you know, this is a commercial world we live in, and commercial sponsorship sometimes is the lifeblood of a business. Can I get back to the phone lines, if you don't mind? Uh, we got Maria Collins. Maria, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Your dad, Eddie, was president of St. Michael's. He was. He was president of St. Michael's um, for a few years up until his death there about two years ago. Sorry to hear that. His, his whole, oh, yeah. his 87, was he? His whole life was GAA. Absolutely. He was born and bred a Rocky um, and his whole life was GAA. All I remember going up was um, gone, he, uh, every weekend he was gone out to matches um, or training. Um, so he was really, really, really involved in it. In Black Rock um, football. Okay. Well, and, and what do you think he'd make of it? Oh, I, he would have been disgusted, absolutely disgusted with it. As I must say, I am myself. Um, now, the only thing is that I don't think many people will be calling it Super Value. I think it'll always be Parky Kiev. You can't force people to use the name, I accept that. But it's, uh, you know, in, in, in theory, it's naming rights to Super Value that your father would be turning in his grave, is it? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I mean, Porky Cave is synonymous with Cork. Um, and as I said, look, I suppose it's been named Porky Cave for so many years that uh, um, I don't think people are actually going to address it. As, but do uh, some, do St. Michael's or, you know, the footballers or, you know, Blackrock the Hurlers, do they have sponsors? Um, they do. Absolutely, they do. And sponsorship um, in St. Michael's is uh, the placards around the side. Yeah. So, you know, which I, I, I think that's, that's what sponsorship should be. Um, and if Super Value wanted to um, donate money to Parky Cave, I think it should have been in the form of a, lar- a large placard uh, around the pitches. Advertising as all boarding. Sponsors yeah. are. Advertising, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think that's a, that's the way it should remain. Well, I mean, if this has now happened and it will be signed off on, it also means that potentially it would possibly allow Parky Cueve to rename Parky Ring. Well, that's it. That's it. Where do you where do you stop then once it starts? You see. Well, you see, they've got a thirty million euro debt, and they've got to pay it back. I. Uh, absolutely, but um, at the same time, there ha- I, I think there may have been other options in the form of um, holding, you know, maybe the odd rugby match, mm. or I know they held. Oh come a, on! But um, surely your dad Eddie would be seriously turning in his grave if, would, it if there was rugby or soccer. Absolutely, but I think it's the better of two options. You know, the odd rugby match um, to get money from tickets from the odd concert there. 
um, or the odd football match like the testimonial match they had there a few years ago Miller, yeah. I think it's certainly the, be- the, uh, the best of two options Yeah, okay A lot of people power behind that Liam Miller testimonial the GA were very slow to allow it they did ultimately agree to it um, but there was such a huge interest in it originally it was Turner's Cross there was an awful lot of conversation on this programme at the time and it was Cork People Power ultimately I think I'm open to correction on this by the GA, but I think it was Cork People Power that eventually got them to see and do the right thing and allow that testimonial at Parky Cueve in fairness to them. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think going forward, something like that um, or a, a few more um, matches like that would not have been a problem but compared not. to what's gone on now. <laughs> you, you certainly will never call it Super Value Parky Cueve. Oh, no. No. Okay. Okay. No, it'll obviously be Parky Keith. And I don't think people will. I mean, the name has been there for so long. Uh, I don't th- think people are going to call it Super Value Park. But at the same time, um, I think there's a lot of anger around that, uh, you know, it's actually being people named call that. It, people call it the Aviva, though. People call it the O2 in Dublin. They do. So, you know. Well, that's that's true. But that was, was that named like that at the start? No. I mean, no. Um, no, they weren't. The, o- the, O2, okay. the O2 would have been the point, wouldn't it? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not saying I that people that will call it. <laughs> okay, well, you're, well, you're lucky yeah. then. But anyway, on behalf of your dad, he'd never stand for it. All right, okay. No, absolutely not. Thanks, no. Maria. Take care. Um, my take on the renaming of Parky Cueve is this. They put it out there first to get the feelers from the public. Uh, we were a bit outraged by it, but they still renamed it. Uh, I will never use Super Value when I refer to Parky Cueve, and I'd say there are a lot in the same boat as me. Shame on Super Value to try and cash in on the naming rights. Three million for 10 years to me is a very little return for the GAA with a huge debt of 30 million, says says Linda. I can tell you one thing, there's few enough companies out there that can come up with that kind of money in the world that we're living in now where things are very, very tight financially and commercially for people. Uh, But at least SuperValue did this. And and added to the fact that SuperValue also agreed um, to the change. I mean, they had done a deal on Super Value Park and now are happy enough with Super Value Park Equive. Text 0868104106. We got calls on the way. Not everybody's happy. More on that next. Text or WhatsApp Neil now. 0868104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Scribbling away here like a madman in the middle of the ad break. What was this scribbling? Well, yeah, just looking at um, renaming rights and what have you. And I'm open to correction on all of these, but there was the point then became the O2, then became the Three Arena, then it was Lansdowne Road, then became the Aviva. Uh, I don't know what the Borgosh Energy was before it became the Borgosh Energy. Maybe it was built at that, but all of those have sponsorships. So the names there would have been Aviva, O2, Three, Borgosh Energy. But more more importantly, uh, here on Side, there once was um, a, a, a pitch of playing surface and stadiums on the south side for rugby called Musgrave Park, right? And then that got renamed as Independent Park and subsequently has been renamed again as Virgin Media Park. There was, a, there, was never any, there was never any fuss about that, right? So who was Musgrave before the name Musgrave was dropped? Well, Musgrave was uh, apparently a man by the name of Jimmy Musgrave, who was a past president of the IRFU. All of a sudden, the Musgrave name and his name 
got dropped, became Independent Park, and now Virgin Media Park. So it's just a little bit of the the backstory to renaming. I don't remember any kind of grief. I, I know, and for instance, an interesting point Kenneth Collins is making this morning. Sinn Féin Councillory says the Wolf Tones are coming to Cork this summer, um, and maybe they should be playing in uh, Porky Cueve or Super Value Porky Cueve, but they're actually playing in Virgin Media Park and that perhaps that's the kind of thing that the GA would be, should be doing I wonder I mean Wolftone's 60th anniversary will have no people will come from all over the world to that gig I think in the summer in June uh, out to the old Musgrave Park now Virgin Media Park would they sell out Parky Cueve? probably probably a uh, whole new generation of uh, of fans. You saw that with the Electric Picnic and what have you. But anyway, back to the phone lines we go. Get on the phone, pick it up, get involved in the conversations this morning. 0818 uh, Cork Northside TD, uh, Tommy Gould is... Um, these are my words, not his, but he, he, uh, if I were to sum it up, I'd say he thinks that there's something sinister going on regarding the timing. Tommy, good morning. Timing, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How you keep it? So this is a compromise, but I get the impression that you're still not happy with it, No. You see, Neil, I'm very disappointed the way this whole thing uh, was handled. Like, what, what we were looking for is this should have went back to clubs. The GA is different to different other codes or organisations. The GA is built on volunteerism, is built on community, and is built on the members. And this is a really big decision for people. And if you're not a member of the GA, you mightn't realise how important it is. No, I know that, but the, the, the higher echelons of the GA would say to that that they can't run it on fresh air. Yeah, but Neil, you, like what should have happened is this is a decision that should be taken by the members and the clubs and then voted on. And what's happening here now is we have an announcement today with a special meeting tomorrow night like, this is not the way the GA does business. They should have been notified in advance. Clubs should have met with the members, made the decision. And once again, this is being rushed to... But hold on now, Tommy. The clubs, I believe, and I wasn't here at the time, but I believe the clubs were consult- consulted on the original name change, which would have been Super Value Park. So... No. The- no, that's not true. That's is it not? not? Is that's it not, not? Actually, no, it's not. There was no consultation. There was an announcement. The media were kept out of meetings. Like, I don't know what this is about. Like, I attended the county board for years. And when Frank Murphy was the secretary and done the different chairman, the media was always in here and people were able to stand up and have their say. And if it was reported the following day, then people knew what the clubs had done and said at the meetings. Now we have an embargo and the media going into the meetings. Uh, decisions being rushed. And this, this is not what the GA, how the GA was built and what it stands for. Right. right. So, so you're saying that the clubs didn't get, but maybe they didn't get an official no. say, but they certainly were part of the reaction that led to this compromise. The club delegates were at the last minute. I know my own club, the senior executive, had to have a rush meeting to give the delegates uh, direction and how to vote if it came up. And I knew, talk, no, talk to other GA people that this was being uh, clubs were having uh, emergency meetings of their committees, but they weren't able to talk to their members. So, like, if this is all rushed, it's after being handled wrong. Like, I put it this way, Neil. This would never happen for Crow Park. I don't care how much money they were offered, the Dublin County Board and the people of Dublin would never let this happen. But it's like... like but we, but we didn't... Hang on, Tommy. Board. We didn't let it happen either. People freaked out. They didn't want Equeve taken out of the name. And the board listened. 
Yes, well, I think it should have. Like, Neil, this is a compromise, and I accept it as a compromise, and it's good to see that some of the family members uh, have come out and in support of it. But the point is, this decision should be made by the GA membership, the clubs, and then the county board. This is a big step. But, Neil, why is it being rushed? Why is it being so rushed? This is being pushed through, and I think it's being handled very badly. Mm. Okay, um, I think, to be honest with you, be more in your mind to be freaking out above and all Aaron about this embarrassment of an event centre and the fact that the city manager now is sending the file off to Dublin for Cabinet to give even more money to it. Don't you think your time would be better spent trying to sort out that mess? It's an embarrassment now as we come up to um, the this February, the eighth year since the first sod was turned. Well, Neil, we spoke about the event centre when I was a councillor back eight years ago and more, right? Yeah. Uh, Are you serious issues with the event centre, the way this whole situation was handled, the turning of Andy Kenny down in some way, three, turning the side, making all these promises. The dam came in with Heineken originally to build this, and then Heineken opted out and bam ran with us, right? Like, they went away, they don't have to build in the apartments. Well, well, not after getting the event. Well, so. that's the history and of it, so but we've given 57 million, yeah, but, and, the, and apparently yes. they're going to need more money from the taxpayer. But it just should have been built years ago. But it, but it wasn't. And, but the point about it was you had O'Callaghan properties were willing to drive on down the docks when they couldn't. When, when it couldn't be built at the time on the Beamish and Crawford site, well, then the second bidder should have got it. And there are serious questions to be asked. How this whole uh, planning and how this whole financing was done. And to be honest, Neil, they built the apartments. Those apartments should have never been built unless the event centre was built first. It's their land, the man, and they can do whatever they want with it. That was a different portion yes, and a different parcel of land. But Neil, they got planning under the under the uh, under the deal that the event centre would go in there. Okay. So they got their apartments, but we never got our event centre. Okay. And there's something. And will and will we get it? And do you think that? And do you, will will we get it? And do you think that the state and the taxpayer should divvy up even more money? Well, I think we have to have an event centre. It's a scandal that we don't. And the question here, though, is uh, O'Callaghan property, O'Callaghan is all, or O'Callaghan's not here anymore, but I know his family are involved. The question there must be asked, you know, is they would have just built an operation at this stage. Are you suggesting that the plug should be pulled on the whole thing then and that somebody else, because the Docklands and all the way down the marina will be the good go-to place and there's plenty space for it down there. You're saying even at this late stage, that's where it should go. No, I believe the event centre has to go ahead now. It has to go ahead now and there should be no... Like, but I'm asking you if it's to go ahead at the location that it's at, it's a simple question, should we give more money? Yes, the government should get it delivered. It okay. should be delivered. Top the event centre and like, if we're talking about a couple of more million now to get this off the line and get it delivered, I think the government should step up. Okay, thanks for that. Much obliged. Tommy Gould, text 0868 Pick up the phone on 0818 Maybe Super Value Neil might help us out with the event centre. You'd never know. Perhaps you should think about running a GoFundMe for the event centre. Surely it would help. <laughs> oh my God. That's a GoFundMe that would run and run and run, wouldn't it? And thank you. This thing that I started a 
Monday with regards to, um, you know, uh, if you had a magic wand, you can bring back old shops or businesses. Uh, the whole thing started because, you know, Woolworths are going to restart in the UK. Uh, many people would love to see Woolworths back on Patrick Street, incidentally, but I got a long list from people. Somebody else suggested Matty Kiley's on Mailer Street. Oh, my God, my mouth is watering with the, with the thought and the memory of his chips, says Dan. The, Matty Kiley's chips were unbelievable. Each of them, each of those chips had an independent life of its own. They never stuck together. They were all, always golden brown and crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside. And each one of them was a proud chip. He also did a mean cheeseburger and a lovely fish and chips. It wasn't the lengthiest menu in the world in Matty Kiley's, but by God, every time you were guaranteed to get exactly what it said on the tin, as the fella said. Mind you, there is, um, you know, a Matty Kiley's still on Mailer Street. It's run by the good people out of uh, out of um, out of Kinsale. Uh, it's it's slightly posher and a much broader menu, but the food there is still to die for. Text 0868104106. Keep it coming back after the break. Text or WhatsApp Neil now 0868104. 104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Short and sweet text that kind of sums it up for a lot of people, I suppose. To, to me, it will always be known as Down the Park. Full stop. Keep the text coming. Text 0868 104106. Back to the phone lines we go to the one and only Pa the Piper, who played the pipes at many a Cork game all over the country, and himself and Tom the Bomber Roach um, travelled and travelled for many, many, many years. And the great one joins me by phone. Pa, good morning. I'm good, my man. We'll come back to the birthday celebrations in a moment. But what do you make of this yeah. decision now? Um, it's not going to be Super Value Park. It will be Super Value Park Equive. Well, I know. I'm delighted that they kept the park Equive. Like, but I'd still, if I go down the park, I'd still say I'm going down the park. That's right. And I, usually, I usually say I'm going down the boggy road. <laughs> Nobody will be able to force anybody to say Super Value. I, I get that. Uh, but it's worth um, 300 yeah. a year to them. So what do you, you think it's a good idea? I think it's a bad idea to change, change the name. Like, I think it's bad. You're still calling the GAA no, no, the grab-all. You're still calling them the grab-all association, are you? The same thing, the same thing. The same, and to be, when you're in Badenberry, then you're Badenberry, to be the same thing over and over. But tell me this, so you, you'd be going to matches, would it be football and hurling? What was played out the dyke? Was it both of them? It was hurling and football there, and he felt it was so mean, he was a doctor. He'd bring me up the Shaky Bridge, and I'd climb up on top of the, the, the thing, and he'd be, I'll bring me up the Shaky Bridge, because it's a human stand. <laughs> and he didn't know every player over the dike playing and everything. Dad, oh, how can you see? How do you know them? He know the forwards and the backs and the whole lot. So you'd watch it from a distance. You wouldn't even be at the match, but still watching it. No, no. Well, well I'd be up in the ladder there in the shaky bridge. <laughs> and he'd have to be there standing in the, in the slope there. Watching, looking, looking over the gate with the, the wall right there, I think, and all. You saw, you saw all the grades, like, of course, you'd have seen Christy Ring then. I see Christy Ring, because I was down in his house with all his medals up and everything, for fake sake. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and when, when I was young, we went to Strawberry Hill School. There was a slaughterhouse up in the top of Pokerton. Do you know where Pokerton I was? don't, no, I never heard of it. Up the top of Scarborough Hill there, that's where Banjo's pub was there, Kennedy's pub. Pokertown? Yeah, that was called, that's where all the scores we stopped when I was a child. The bowels? 
And there was a man there in the wheelchair, and we, we fell when all the boys in Blarney Street, they'd carry him out in the wheelchair, not in the wheelchair, in the kind of a hand, a cap. He knew he was a name, I can remember him when I was a child even. And they bring him to school, you saw all the way as old, past the Desmond and the White Wall, all the way out to the Kaheen Church. Yes. So, he said, he sent me up to the slaughterhouse anyway, in Jukar, in, in Pokerton, for the uh, bladder. <laughs> the old footballs. The old ones, no. Yeah. The little ones. And I had it inside the bag, inside the school, and saw me in this detail. This, I just read some of something was on there. There's a smell inside, and just wouldn't watch the smell. I said, the bladder inside in the bag, inside the bladder. <laughs> and what was it? <laughs> a pig's bladder or something, was it? Toast bladder. <laughs> and you, you see them trying to lay a by before a match, and the leather, it's like that was. I tell you something to be very true for this picked up balls yeah. So did the pig's bladder, the cow's bladder, go into the inside the leather, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was more good. Going in would have been in the bladder. Go away. and like did you did your dad why did you do that? Was it were they was he making them for matches or for teams? He was involved with the, the Vincent's that time. Oh, it's St. Vincent's, right. Oh, yeah, yeah Vincent's. We were there, 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 down there in the Dallas buildings where Betty Coffey's pub was in Brownie I'll be darned. I'll be darned. And... Well, but, but we can't we can't stop the test. We can't stop the march of time, you know. That's the only problem here. Money needs to be made he, and the debt has to be paid. He, he, I was going by cotton matches, no, but I, I missed some noise. I just like... Was the problem that they wouldn't take they wouldn't take your cash, is it? That's it. I went down to park with a Wadford man there one day, he knew me, he said, the see we walk our happy on Billy get our dung Gavin, marching around and we getting beer by the cock team. So I well I never broke anyone, so you broke our help. So we had a great talk. And so they walk here, they went in, he said they went in there, tough one, they're waiting to get a ticket and they go with you with an old talk. He said, You can you have to book in line, what? And I was thrown that stadium three times. And and then I met this girl and so they were to book a ticket on the line for me. And she she did and she got me in. Go away. Was there no single I, gate down in Parky Cueve that took cash? That that day there wasn't, but I think they I think they're thinking of bring it back or they could have it back now because you would have imagined. That's so. insane. There should be a law passed to stop people not accepting cash. There, I have fourteen fourteen people used to go to matches all their life for me. And they're old. Oh, you, you know me, but it was last week. Yeah. And I tell you, they're older than me. And they're not, and they're, you, they go to matches winter and summer. When we be down the fair, when you be a sinner there in the winter time, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah, I yeah. tell you, they're not going to any more matches. Listen to me. And, you kept you kept the birthday very quiet there last week. Were you, did you turn, was you turned 80? I, I tell you, I have a doctor clock with you. You went away because you noticed me birthday coming up and you're afraid in case I invited you up to me if you did a cold bell. You're afraid. You ran away. Why would I be afraid? I, I heard all about you. You ran away. You said, Pat's birthday's coming up and you invite me up to the cold bell. I go all, I go all the way to Thailand to avoid Pat the Piper's 80th. Well, that's a good I, one if I, I heard it. I, I knew that. I knew that. So, I, I just, I just, I so was, did you have a bit? Was there a big party? Oh, fixing a massive party in the big, the big banner for me inside the door and everything off for fixing. I heard, I heard you, I heard you ended up polluted down in Alva Plunkett Street at two in the morning or something. Well, listen, listen, I went away, I went away, we ran some of the pipes from the coast on the morning, I went away Monday early and 
they got Langels Lunkin Tong. I mean, in the Long Valley, and I was frozen. I felt myself getting shocked, kind of, and I had a bowl of soup. And I, I think I had a point, and then I went up the robbery, and I had about seven or eight points. <laughs> and I went off to Mary Ryan's, and I went up first to his village for a bag of chips. <laughs> and off to Mary Ryan's, and, and I think I started seeing styles. <laughs> you were on a pub crawl. And, I, I, and I, got, I was feeling cold, so I jumped on the bus back up uh, the coat. <laughs> I got a present up. I got a prison if a, a birthday card with a mohawk inside, and I took out the mohawk inside in the coke, and I said something. I nearly got all the medicines. <laughs> no, you, there you are. You might, you might be I 80, thought, but you're still well able, in fairness to you, to throw them back. I started I start seeing them through the night in the street. I gotta find my way home. <laughs> 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 We wouldn't talk to the club I wouldn't lend me that song <laughs> Oh yeah. my god I'll be so there I'll be so there for the 81st so birthday Alright you, you, you might turn up for the 90s one I might turn up for the 90s You never know <laughs> I thought you were kind of a bit of a soldier When I met you in Paris that day I said there's something you, you never do in the Congo and Cyprus and Lebanon anyway I said there's something So you wear the 60 year old job I I wouldn't have wanted to sign up. Hey guys, it's when you found out to be best, they will and wake me up to the cold over and over. I can't get out of the country. Well, happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday to you. You start thinking, I gotta get out of this place. I understand it. I understand it. Most of the guys are getting ready. They're always delighted to see the back of me when I go on holidays, believe me. But I don't need any stone pipes. I said, I do. Yeah, it's just got too hard for you, is it? No, I fell off a wall there about two years and I done nothing about it after I just said it. Ah, me two main fingers. Every time you play the chanter there and I can get about four or five notes. But me grandson and me son were playing the pipes above there at night and they played brilliant. You miss them though. And there's no way you can get a bit of physio on the fingers, no? No, 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 I too no anyway, but, but, uh, Joe called him before, and we did have a video for funerals as well. So they drove by, I said, I know, she's like, you be, you be, you be getting a, me grandson to play, no, so I need my funeral. I know, I know. Did I talk about what happened across the end, did I? No. No, my son is up 20 years. What? And my son, my son is up about 20 or 30 years. Your own one? Yeah. Right. Oh, family, but your name is but your name isn't up on it yet though. Oh in the bottom is holy, they don't the bottom nothing on the stone. There's a gap There's for a you on the stone. I think the, the, the stone is was perfect, but down the bottom is holy and there's a United Nations badge on one side and backpipes at the other. Why did you go and, and get your the, name put on the stone and you're still alive and hale and hearty? Yeah. Yeah, 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 they does, they does that down the bottom, no, down the bottom, just in this solid pink part of it. Yeah, but you're in no rush to get in there, like, so where would you put your name on it? It's only yeah, short the days. You'd be all dying to go down there. <laughs> so all they have to do <laughs> well, now, anyway, all they have to do now is put your de- date of death on it. <laughs> no, no, my name is not of you in this lab yet, but anywhere, go on. the old people can... 
three old people came down there, the grave, and they looked and they see the United Nations badge. Oh, Jesus. I know why. And I was sitting down in the military, keeping old seagull shit off the stone. And, and he went, I know why. Uh, United Nations badge there, uh, Paul Lee there. Uh, did you know him? Say, <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ, man, you're talking to him. They ran away down the grave, they're treating me, they're out of me again, keeping me on its gun. They thought they were talking to a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, we just said, like, there was someone down there, like. <laughs> he, he, he must have been in the army with me husband, she said. She said, no, what's the way you're talking? You're mad keen to get into that grave. Don't be in any rush, do you hear me? I'm sure I need family up there, do I know, I know. Sorry to hear, sorry to hear about the pipes, though, because it's clear that you missed them, but... You know, uh, at least yeah, at least yeah, the yeah. grandsons are playing. I broke my broke my arm oh, yeah. three months ago, right? And I strapped on the Ilan pipe. I strapped on the Ilan pipes last night. It was my left arm, so it would, be, it would be the bag arm, right? Not the chanter yeah. arm. Well, it would be the chanter as well, but yeah, the bag. Yeah. But I still, I still can't play them. I can I can hit the low yeah. octave, but not the high octave. You're lucky with the with the bagpipes. You're in the one octave, you see. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But Danny Gales has taught me. In me van, to be talking about the GA, because Rebel Van, that van is out in Nigeria, you know. Is that? The Rebel Cock Van, and on the blue was outside there hanging, shouting when Cock up here, come on, Rebel Cock, <laughs> Rebel Cock. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, and I said, the GA stopped me, you know, the things I did, said, look, keep going, you. No, give me the bag, you're blowing them every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Look after yourself, will you? We'll chat again soon, all right? <laughs> go on, go on, play. Go on, play. Go on, play. See you later. Cheers. Call Neil now. 0818 The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Uh, just to recap from yesterday, we're talking about delivery drivers. One particular incident down in Glanmire in Heatherview Park where there was a delivery driver came in, speeding into the park, was actually driving on the footpath. And unfortunately, we hear this all too often with delivery drivers on the clock. Uh, at one stage then, when he was confronted, he spat down on the ground, gave the uh, resident from the park two fingers, uh, drove out of the park at speed and clipped, allegedly clipped the side of a car on the way out. That was an Amazon driver uh, and we contacted them yesterday and all I can tell you at this point in time is that Amazon have said, we have very high standards for the delivery service providers we work with. We're looking into this. So if there is and when there is an update on that I will come back to it. But to the phone lines we go. Paul is standing by. My apologies to Paul and Noel because um, I know they've been waiting for quite some time. Noel, good morning. Morning, Neil. So I'm just bouncing over to uh, the event centre, if it ever were to happen. Um, this coming really? month, tomorrow is the first day of February. It'll be the eighth anniversary of the Todd, of the sod of the sod turning. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, later on, sad and Dr. Nuffy is going to tour them up with me, yeah, yeah. with Kenny and uh, Courtney, and they're laughing. Like, there's a big joke, to be honest with you. I don't think that but they ever is. expected it, though. I think they're, well, if a politician could be mortified, they're mortified. Well, uh, well, Michal Maron should be marked because he was a teacher for two years and he done absolutely nothing. But anyway, the thing about what I'm saying is that um, um, will not start that site until they finish the hospital in Dublin. So all the consultants are up in Dublin. So I reckon what the city council should do now is put it back on the table and put it out the tender again and move it down to the marina site where there's houses they're planning for houses down there and okay. build an office block or the apartment up in 
Okay, would that lead to would that lead to legal litigation? I wonder, though, for some kind of breach of contract or something. Well, it's like this: Bama worth seven billion. Now we have good companies in this country, and when they applied for a job, there were stipulations built into contracts where they had to have a certain amount of apprentices and tradesmen mm. before they got the job, and and there was a, a penalty clause if it wasn't finished in time. Mm. Which they have, there would be a penalty clause every month, and they would be fined every month. Doesn't look so like as if there's any nothing. penalty clauses here, though. But there's nothing. As I'm saying, our government are falling down. They've actually destroyed Sisk and PJ Equities and all these companies that done very good work around our country. Mm. Mm. So I think Bam should be given the boot and say, "Good luck. You've done. You've cost us a fortune in Dublin, over two billion for a hospital." But do you, but, but do you accept that everything has changed since eight years ago and that people need to be able to revisit because it dragged on for so long? Exactly. Whoever, no, but exactly. that whoever was responsible, it dragged on, that they should be able to revisit the cost of things, you know, the, you know um, w- whether, it's, whether it is to do with construction costs or building material costs or inflation or, you know... Neil, Neil, the, what the thing is that if a, if a, if, if a contractor gets a job, he puts in a price. He's pricing that for three years in advance if it's a three-year contract to cover his cost. Now, I don't think any of this has been done before. Okay. But it was done before in the, in the latter, back in the 70s and 80s. But like the, the government have lost control, I think, completely. The, like the city council are giving out money willy-nilly for what? No, there's no money past hands, and they're they're worth seven and a half billion. It's easy for that company to go in at the lowest price and hold us all to ransom eight years down the line. This is just not on. So withdraw the fifty-seven million and retender it, and retender it, and and replay and and put it down the marina, says down to the new site down the marina. Okay. 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 Um, interestingly, Owen English has a cracking article in the Examiner this morning, um, and the Irish taxpayer, because it is the taxpayer's money, is divvying up 2.5 billion euro investment into Cork in the coming years. 2.5 billion. So the 57 million is small change in the 2.5 billion for Cork. Like if they can find. 2 billion for housing, 120 million for walking and cycling, as an example. Surely they could have found the money to build it themselves. Yes, and why didn't we have our own contractors, the likes of Sisks and PJ Hakeley's and Murphy's and all, and uh, Monet and Usher, all these people? We have company from outside the, con- outside the country, worth 7 billion. It's easy for them to go in so low that our own companies in Ireland can't do it. Okay. Give the company. Get rid, of, get rid of them. They've had their chance eight years. OK, thanks for that. Much obliged. No, Paul lives near the proposed site. Paul, good morning. Paul, uh, yeah, good morning. We wanted to pick up on this. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I suppose... I don't know where do you start with this event centre. So there was a... A child on the the paper the other day that needed a three hundred thousand operation again that wouldn't be funded by the state. So let me just mention you you actually know. work with with children living with spina bifida is that right? No, no, I don't. I don't. No, definitely not. No, no, no. 
I, I'm just told that that's what you said, and that's that's the reason I'm saying that. So go no, ahead. No, anyway. no, sorry, no, 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 okay. I don't. All right. What I'm saying is, there was a child on the paper for they were looking for three hundred thousand to bring that child to the states, where Ireland can actually do it, but they will not fund it. And my point being is, I know what your point will be. Yeah. And the Kenny opening that thing seven, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. And it still looks like a, a derelict site. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any it sense. Ma- it makes total sense that somebody has to fundraise for a child for an operation in America for three hundred grand when the state don't come in and just get it done. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But we need. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. We need a nice ring, and we need uh, a brand new cinema. For I don't know. I think Bam are going to put in another ten million. From what I hear, to carry on the project. You, are you are you suggesting oh, what the heck do we need an ice rink for? Is it? <laughs> yeah. What do we need? I mean, I like to see children get better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an not excellent a, point. Not, yeah. a, not, not a nice ring. Yeah. I mean, this is gone on oh, eight. It's coming up in nine years when the sod was turned. Well, just, just to be accurate, to be accurate, it'll be eight years this coming month now. Eight years this coming month. But you, yeah, but you are right well, about how we prioritise things. That is a, an excellent example of a child having to fundraise to go to America when you see that they find uh, 25 million for an improvement in Emmett Place or they can find 35 yeah, yeah, million yeah, yeah, for yeah. a new city library. I know what you're saying. A million, and all- million percent. And the Taoiseach and the Tornista... So I think I'm blocked on both their emails because the Tornista, or sorry, the Taoiseach, who was a doctor in a hospital, doesn't know what's after happening over the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my friend, no, I mean, you are right. They have two billion in a reserve put into the hospitals. I mean, come on. All right, my man, appreciate it. No, you, you, you really do give a, um, a real-life example and comparison with $2.5 billion investment. Uh, that's just in core. And, and listen, we'll take it. Don't get me wrong, we'll take it. I often wonder, however, about um, all of the um, you know, extended and widened footpaths and all of the cycling lanes. I mean, do they think that we have a Mediterranean climate or what? There just seems to be um, a huge interest in cycle lanes on Leaside. And the proposal now is for another $120 million for walking and cycling facilities and this will include I'm, and and I and I, it's not that I don't like say for instance the beautiful work down at the marina promenade and I, and I do I do love all of that and and I love the fact that the Docklands is being regenerated and they're putting 200 million aside for that, for the regeneration of the area. Um, and, I, and I understand all of that. And even more money will go down the Docklands then from private companies and the likes of Clearies and people like that. Uh, but it's about prioritising sometimes. You hear of, you know, sick children uh, or indeed if you hear of stories about, you know, wh- why do we have so much problem in this country with regards to people who are addicted to cocaine or heroin or maybe might have a gambling addiction or might have multi-addictions or stuff like that and what they need most, rehab places to go for rehab but yet you never see much of that being set aside and maybe it's because it's not part of the responsibility of, of Cork City Council. Anyway, text 0868 104 106. Back in a minute. On your 
My apologies, I, I, I inadvertently thought that there was an ad break there and there's not. So I'll stick with text if you don't mind. So keep them coming, and particularly with regards to our conversations from this morning. And that includes the name change at uh, Parky Cueve. Um, Parky Cueve now will be known as uh, Super Value uh, Parky Cueve. Uh, in other to- stories, of course, from the last couple of days as well, we were dealing with uh, issues involving dangerous driving and the carry on with the cars that are being stolen by young people and what have you. About two to three months ago, I was coming out of Mount oval at the T-junction and as it was turning turning right the light was green for me to go when out of the side of my eye I see an ambulance no sirens on breaking the red light only for the fact that I'm a careful driver the ambulance would have ploughed into me point being it is not always uh, kids robbing cars uh, you're on about dangerous driving. They want to look at the Ballinray Road outside the Gwale Skull and Carrigaline. You know that all of those roads now are going to have, um, you know, lower speed limits. It's going to go from 50 to a 30, etc., etc. Maybe you should be doing a snippet about cyclists and cyclists on footpaths all of the time. They're nearly knocking people down and nothing's been done about it. One of, one of the more interesting things about cyclists, you see cycle lanes un- being unused and then you see the cyclists cycling on the road. None of that makes any sense. And then also from the past day or two with regards to taxi drivers... Say a judge was uh, was driving a taxi for just one night and was attacked and badly beaten or even murdered. If that judge survived and ended up in court facing his friend, who is the judge in the court case, would his friend, the judge, give the animals involved in the attack, I wonder, a caution and then let them walk free? We all know the answer to that one. Miguel, you asked why people aren't getting into the taxi business. This is one reason. My licence is out at midnight tonight. I rang the NTA this morning to book an appointment to renew my licence. They waited until 11.30 to ring me back to offer me Limerick at 20 to midday, Athlone at half past two or Dublin at half past five. Because I can't make any of these appointments, I'll be fined €500 tomorrow. Now, in fairness, I appreciate your text, but the only thing that I thought about is couldn't you try to organise the renewal a bit sooner than on the day that your current licence is due to expire? I'm not looking to make trouble here now. I'm just curious as to why you would wait until the day. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't go about renewing your passport on the day that your passport would be up for renewal, would it? You'd do it way in advance. Uh, so keep those coming, text 0868 uh, And then on the price of things, particularly, and I have some examples of the price of, uh, of things, particularly at airports, why do we find it so acceptable that an airport would charge a lot more for a pint than anywhere else? Uh, one of the lads on the air said to you, it's an airport. It's actually a pub in an airport. They're buying the kegs. I think this has to do with the €6.60 can of Guinness story. They're buying the kegs at the same price as any other pub to serve at the airport. It's the same product as any other pub. The staff are paid the same as any other pub. Their rent is probably the same as a city centre pub. We find that we're being ripped off is just so acceptable in Ireland now. Like with hotels, they can rent rooms to the government for €120 a night, but all the rest of us, because we're not a Ukrainian refugee, will pay €400, or €600 a night all of this, of course, is fueled by greed. So thank you to Desi for that. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. And we'll pick it up uh, after um, 11 this morning. Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Conversation that matters. Ah, yeah, the cost of things. I flew to Birmingham Airport on Friday from Cork. I went to the bar and ordered a pint of Bulmers for myself and a pint of Coors for my partner. I was shocked at the bill, which was €16.40. Uh, at Cork Airport. €8.70 for the Bulmers and €7.70 for the Coors. 
Right, pint of Coors, pint bottle of Bulmers. I was going to question the guy who served me, but I know the answer would be, I only work here, so I cannot blame the staff as it's not their fault. But let's be honest about it. It's daylight robbery. It's nice to get away, even for a short trip, but that's a bad start, in my opinion. I'd love to know other people's thoughts, says David, by email to neil at uh, redfm.ie. Now, the only thing I can say about that is, I don't think that, um, you know, Cork Airport is on a solo run. Airports, I've found all over the world, are crazy expensive. I just don't know. It's Maybe it's because you're kind of trapped there and they kind of know uh, that, you know, regardless of what you might kick and scream and roar and maybe give out, but you'll still pay it. Maybe that's the way with, um, with airports. Um, on Super Value Park, the taxpayer... On Super Value Park, the taxpayer gave a massive amount of money to the GA for upgrading the park. But when you have to give away your shoes to pay more debt, was all this funding wisely spent? It's an interesting take. There is zero electronic advertising in Ireland, only in Croke Park. Every stadium in the world now has electronic ads. People need to wake up. It's embarrassing to have all of these boards for ads. Backward GA again. Ridiculous. Here's an interesting one, and there are many of them. I'll come back to more a little later on. A one-day full-page colour advert in the Irish Times is three thousand is €36,500. Is it? Is it? A full-page colour ad in the Times, 36,500 euros. How many of these uh, ads do SuperValue have every month? Uh, but they just give 300,000 to Cork for the full naming rights. I have no idea what the cost of a full-page colour advert is in the Irish Times. But let's try and find out. 36,500. OK, just jump quickly back. Is it cost of airports? Uh, yeah, sorry. And just on the Irish Times, that person actually did send us in the, the rate card for the Irish Times. Yeah, this is actually verified. I'm just going to put it up on your screen there. So. Full-page colour, Irish Times, print rate card, 2022. 36,500 for a full page? Yeah. What would a full page in the examiner be? Oh, well, you'd have to ask Tony Lee, and, maybe. And is the point being back. made that SuperValue take out lots of full-page colour ads? Yeah, you see, you see supermarkets taking out full-page colour ads pretty much every day, wouldn't you? You do? SuperValue, Aldi, Dunn's, they're all... So in that whatever. context, without one... I'm not doing a... I'm not criticising SuperValue as such, but in that context, 300 grand a year is small money for the GA, isn't it? Less than 10... Full page adverts, if you look at it, that isn't way. it? Yeah, thirty six. I mean, if it's less than you would say thirty six by two, but maybe they're not getting less maybe, than less maybe, than eight. Is that eight by thirty six? Yeah. Right, but saying? maybe newspapers don't get the rate card. Maybe that's what they're pitching, but the companies don't pay that much. Uh, honestly, I've I've have no know nothing okay. about uh, newspaper sales, but what I do uh, know a little bit is about. I don't know a huge amount of, compared to other people, uh, but I know a bit about uh, pints and airports. Um, we were talking about the price of the the pint uh, that that email that came into us. And okay, let me, like get, that that, let me, let me get that like again. Um, let me get that again. Eight seventy for a pint bottle of Bulmers and seven seventy for a pint of Coors. Eight seventy for a pint bottle. You might as well call it nine euro. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just that, those temple bar prices, aren't they? Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, anyway, I emailed uh, the Barry Holland in, in Cork Airport. Barry's always very good to us in terms of responding. I just said to him, we've had a few complaints about the price of pints at Cork Airport. One person has quoted eight euro seventy for a bottle of Bulmers. Uh, does Cork Airport have any influence over the prices of food and beverages? So um, Barry came back to me and just said, all food and beverage outlets at the airport are contracted out to catering companies, uh, Cork Airport or the DA, the airport management company do not run any of the outlets um, and they don't decide 
on the food and production. Now, it's for our... Uh, inf- You're kind of fishing a barrel in an airport at the same time, though. 100%. They need to take that into consideration that yeah. people really can't go down the road to another pub. No, it's not like you can get checked out through security and then come back in no. afterwards. You know, you're kind of no. stuck where you are. But, like, the catering company are looking after it. We've emailed them. We're still awaiting a response. It seems to be the theme of the week this week is just awaiting for people to actually respond to our texts and emails. But, um, okay. yeah. Uh, so, hopefully okay. they'll get back to us with an explanation because I know, I know I get it. Like, I get, and I said it yesterday, I know people are annoyed by it. I, I get you pay more in an airport because it's you're stuck there and you know it's a kind of a premium place to have a pint it's if you want to put it that way but 8 euro 70 it's, hard, it's hard to defend uh, a pint bottle that would be bought for significantly less like that that's all involved in it is literally opening the cap of it and serving literally. it literally and also in a space where what really annoys me about airports as well is the 2 or euro 50 bottle of water or the 3 euro bottle of water when you're not allowed to bring in your own water like you know, you can bring in a bottle of water from home, they throw it out, and then to put the exact same thing back well, in. Well, there'd be fear that it, like, it could be acid, you see. That's oh, the reason I know, for that. but like, yeah. I just, I think in the other, okay. in the other case, then you should be fair yeah. to people on the other 870 end. 8.70 for a pint bottle of Bulmers, that is a good one. Thanks for that, Kev. Back after the break, text 0868104106. Call Neil now. 0818104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Oh, just very quickly, crash between McCroom and Lasarda this morning. It's not serious, but there are a few cars involved in it which will need the road to be closed for the next hour or so so people between McCroom and Lissarda should take an alternative route as possible for now uh, I'll come back to more texts between now and midday busy morning this morning thrown into the mix of Cork is, of course is super value Porky Creeve but can I, can I just mention I, something I was planned this morning that I want to do right now if I was to call out this, this, is, this, is, this is interesting for, for both sexes um, and I know that even saying both sexes in 2024 might even get me into trouble but you know what I'm talking about if I was to read out of these, these symptoms for you right to Depression, low energy, low libido, weight gain, hair loss, brain fog, lack of sleep, motivation, lack of self-confidence. What would you put all that down to? Well, if you were to say menopause, you would be right, as in female menopause, and they're just some of the symptoms. I'd often wondered why the condition of female menopause is actually menopause. Why is it M-E-N-O-pause? But it is all of those. But it is also manopause. I read an extraordinarily powerful article, actually, with Professor uh, Barry O'Reilly in RSVP magazine just on this topic, the point being that men really get it from all sides, all of that and lots more besides, but yet are very, very slow to talk about it or communicate about it or to get anything done about it. The last person that I actually read anything about who came out and said anything about going through something like male menopause was Robbie Williams when he was quoted as saying, from years of partying, uh, he was knackered. He said, the hair is thinning, the testosterone has left the building, the serotonin is not really here and the dopamine said goodbye a long time ago. I've used up all of my natural good stuff and I've got the menopause. Professor Barry joins me before. Barry, good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. Can you can you relate to what Robbie Williams was saying? Um, yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the reasons that I'm, I'm kind of trying to bring some a spotlight on this is that uh, I guess, you know, I, I'm a, a, an obstetrician gynecologist and I've been dealing with women's health for many years and, and obviously menopause has, has got the attention it rightly deserves. But you know, there are changes in, in men's lives, hormonal changes as well, that I think are responsible for a lot of the, the problems that you outlined at the beginning there. And, and certainly, I, I think it's very helpful for someone like Robbie Williams to come forward and, and bring this and up, really, because it's a significant problem. From what age does it? Is there a typical decade or age when this happens with men? 
Well, I, I think that's part of the difficulty is with with women's health and menopause. There, there's, I suppose, what we call an objective definition in that their period stops, so they know they're going through this, and you know the symptoms are aligned with that. Whereas with men, it's a very insidious onset; it's a very slow uh, decrease every year. About one percent of your testosterone levels is diminished. So, I think usually by around fifty year age group, similar to menopause, is when it really kicks in and and these symptoms start becoming but, you know, quite a problem. But 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 surely not all men. I'm I'm well through my forties now and I'm even through my fifties and none of that hap- none of that happened to me. Well <laughs> you know it's interesting but the, the parallels with, with women's health again are, are quite are quite interesting because menopause again can affect women in, in many different ways. So so many women are get through the menopause very easily without too many symptoms but then the other you know so there's a whole range and I think it's quite similar with men. So some men obviously cope with, with drops in testosterone. And obviously not all men have testosterone drops to the same extent, but uh, certainly it's a, a thing to, to bring to attention that, you know, if you do feel these symptoms, then you should really go and seek help. Because what are, what are men thinking when this happens? And let's say, just to pick a number, because your, your quoter is saying, when men get to the age of 50, very often their whole life flashes before them uh, because they're at the peak of their professional life at that time. And do they, is it that they start to lose it or, or what? No, I, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, this this topic has been really big in the States now for about 15, 20 years and, and we're very slow to, to adopt things here. But... Uh, it, it got me thinking, I suppose, talking to a number of my friends and the culture that we have in Ireland is, is one whereby I think men don't talk about this type of thing. It's pretty as they should. They obviously go to the pub and, and that type of thing and talk about football and, and Parky Creeve and whatever yeah, else. But, yeah. but things about how they feel and... and why Why is that? Energy. Why is it? Uh, I, I think it's a cultural thing in Ireland. Uh, it's very it's very different. We, we, we are a stoic society. We, we put up with things. And I suppose why I wanted to bring it to attention is just for men to realise, well, and it has actually happened talking to friends of mine, I said, really? Yeah, that's how I feel. And, you know, is that what do you think is going on? So I think men need to come forward and talk more about this and, and clearly with their partners as well, because um, menopause has got the attention it's got. And I think women are looking at their men who are ageing and they're just sitting there kind of vegetating on the couch and just no energy, low self-esteem. And women get the, the boost that they need through HRT. So, so why not address that issue with, with men? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, it can be a kind of like a, a crossroads in life as well, can't it? In the sense that you know, maybe maybe you're going through all of those kind of symptoms, and you're finding it really difficult to motivate yourself or to just get on with your life. And on top of that, do you start quest? Is, do, you, do 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 men start questioning their life or, or their achievements? You know their place in the workforce. Yeah. You know were they yeah, were they I, as successful as they should have been? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do, and I think that, you know there are lots of factors involved in this, but certainly, you know there there is a change in in both women and men uh, when you get to that crossroads of fifty or whatever. You know, as, as we pointed out in the article, you know, men are kind of looking at themselves maybe having reached the pinnacle of their job or profession and saying, well, is this it? You know, they're they're living in, in the home where their wife or partner is going through menopause symptoms. Their teenage kids are going through hormone angst. So you can imagine the chaos in that, in that home. And is it, really, is it leading to issues with regards to relationships? Um, peak age for divorce in Ireland apparently has been said at 53 years of age now is there is there a correlation here 
Well, I, I think it's something that should be looked at, you know, and that's, you know, you can see how relationships could change in, in, in middle age for, for all the different factors that we've talked about. You know, one thing we did touch on as well, you know, so I, I think men, when they reach that certain age, they can see the younger generation coming, sprinting up behind them. In, 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 the, in the workplace, thing. is it? Yeah, that, that, that's one example. I think I, I touched on the point where, you know, your parents dying, you know, at, at that age, it's it's that protective layer of, of your parents' generation are, are, between you and death is gone as well. It's, it's kind and of is, a, it, is there a stronger break in the link, say, with parental death? With the mother, your mother or, or, or your father? Or can it, does it depend on the person? I, I think it's very much depends on the person. But I mean, I don't think anyone would deny the strong bond that mothers and sons have. So, you know, again, anecdotally, I've, I've seen how how sons can be affected, you know, at that age group when, when their mother passes on. It's just like it's a sudden gulf there. So if you throw that in with the mix of all the other things that we've talked about and then the, the, the hormone changes of low self-esteem, confidence, lacking, tiredness, lethargy, hair loss, depression, lack of libido, erectile dysfunction, God. all that type of thing has an effect on, on, on the, the relationship but at home we, as well. But so. yet we don't often talk about men in that regard, should we don't? Well, exactly, and that's why we need to start talking about it. As I said, in the States, this has been well dealt with with clinics like the Medical Man Cave in, in Denver. They've got multiple outlets there. So, so they t- they talk about it there, but here we don't, and that was one of the points of, of bringing this article to, to RSVP, just so that women understand their men too and, and realise that, well, perhaps there's something wrong there as well that we need to pay attention to. This well. has absolutely no connection at all with, I don't know whether this is defined as being a clinical condition, the term midlife crisis, no? No, well, you see, this is this is the, the, the phrase that's been bandied around for many years, that, you know, men and women go through a midlife crisis, whereas, you know, with women, I think we've addressed a lot of that nonsense with, you know, a genuine problem called menopause, you know, but now we need to start looking at men. Is it a midlife crisis or, well, hold on, there is a natural problem here called, we in, in medical phrases, we call it andropause, but colloquially it's called menopause, kind of tongue-in-cheek and, and a jokingness about it where, you know, it's quite a serious issue. It is joked about, though, Barry, because people say, ah, he's just going through the menopause or take no notice of him. Um, and, and unfortunately, it, it's making light of it, isn't it? It's making light of it. And that's, you know, that's not what we should be doing. We should be acknowledging this because, as I said, I think we live in a culture, <coughs> excuse me, where <coughs> where men don't really talk about this with their friends, whereas I think women do talk about menopause with their own friends and seek help and, and go to their doctors about it, whereas... Men don't do that, and and by bringing this, out, I'm grateful for you to having this topic on the on the radio program because I hope that it, it uh, you know creates light bulb moment for women to realise that there possibly is help that they're they're going to have to get, and, and similarly for men. So for men, does it become? And I don't appear to want to come across as sexist, but I, but I am a man, so I feel I'm entitled to say this. But go yeah. say say living with this or going through it, lack of serotonin um, and lack of you know, losing testosterone and the consequences of it which we've described, does it sometimes then lead to even worse situations for men, even more depression, and perhaps excessive drinking? Absolutely. I, you know, I can, you can see how this hormonal imbalance affects, uh, you know, we've talked about the various symptoms that, we'll, that men will suffer from. But then if you have the external factors, like we talked about jobs, maybe redundancy, parental death, 
you know, all these life changes impacting on this, you know, the, the man with, with low testosterone, you put on more weight, more fat around the, the gut area. Uh, you know, you become lethargic, you go out to sports, you don't participate in things anymore. So, yeah, you know, it, you see crutch then through alcohol, perhaps, you know. We have we have some of the highest male suicide rates in Europe in this country. You know, uh, we talk about it, but we don't <clears throat> we don't kind of pick it apart to see why or try and understand why. Yeah, I know, I know because I know I was chatting with you, so I did take a, a bit of a look at it. And uh, the Robbie Williams article actually led me into some other clinicians uh, who were saying um, that there that male menopause does not exist. It can be called that, or it can be called andropause. Uh, one said, no, in men there's no such clinical entity as menopause. Uh, went on to say, yeah, it could be attributed to low testosterone, but it also could be vitamin deficiency, mineral deficiency. Even the HSE uh, said that the term menopause is misleading. How would you respond to that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously everyone's entitled to their view. And, you know, in medical circles, there's always debate about lots of different things. Uh, menopause, the use of HRT, as you know, was was very debatable. And we had the lost generation of women for 10, 15 years who, who weren't given HRT because of the medical opinions at the time that felt that it was dangerous. So, you know, I think you have to kind of take a lot of these opinions you know, with tongue in cheek, there's there's no doubt there's an issue with low testosterone. We know that there's there's very good medical evidence for this. The, the phrase andropause is, is, a, is a clinical definition um, associating symptoms with low testosterone levels. That's a fact uh, and not debatable. The phrase menopause needs to be kind of debunked a bit because you know it, it's become that kind of um, cliched name, which which. You know, we need to stand up and acknowledge this and, and get men talking about it in this country. As I said, in, in other countries throughout the world, it's a very serious issue. Well, I hope by, you know, I hope by the conversation that men are who, who may have all of those symptoms or a portion of them would listen and say, oh, my God, at least I now know that there's something can be done about it. I mean, Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays, uh, he'd be in his early 60s now. He went through exactly what I described Robbie Williams going through, but he, he ended up with a testosterone gel that he would never leave the house without. Talk to me about that. <laughs> I think the first thing you know that we're hoping to achieve through through the, the interview today and through the article is to, to get men and women in this country talking about it and acknowledging there's an issue and going to see, seek help. So, you know, for example, I'm one of the directors of finding director of a new medical, which is for men and women about ageing better and, and inner wellness you know, which is associated obviously you look well or, or, or good on the inside, you're good on the outside. So we're setting up a men's health clinic and, you know, it's very important to, to do this in a, in a medical environment where full history examination, uh, blood tests are done. You need baseline testosterone levels and other hormone tests and other uh, markers in the blood that need to be done at the, at the outset. And then you can start introducing hormone replacement, testosterone replacement through gels, for example, that Sean Ryder talked about, which is, uh, a fairly simple process. You get the prescribe the gel and you just rub it on your upper arms and torso, and it's usually a couple of times a week, depending on what your testosterone level. And what are. effect does that have on you then, physically and emotionally? Well, I, th- I think you know it has a fairly stark change. You know, as he's outlined in, in, in his story, it's it's changed his life. So, you know, if you do have very low testosterone levels, then the symptoms that we talked about at the outset there, in terms of weight gain 
tiredness, lethargy, reduced sleep, reduced bone density, muscle mass, hair loss, low mood, low libido, all of these things will gradually change and you'll, you'll feel a lot more energised. But, you know, there could be other issues. So would well. they, they would reverse, including, say, for instance, the erectile dysfunction. Sure. You know, there are lots of facets, though, uh, and, and medical problems that, that can be associated with erectile dysfunction, not just low testosterone, but certainly that one part would be addressed. Uh, and by going to, to the, the clinic, you'll be seen by the specialist doctors there who can examine you as well and make sure there's no other underlying problems. So that's very important. You know, you can't just get testosterone gel over the counter, for example. It needs to be prescribed. Yeah. So it's, it's, about, it's about acknowledging, as you are doing, that this is real, it shouldn't be a taboo subject. I mean, I, I don't know what you do about the weight gain. I mean, that could be fixed by diet. I, I often wonder why, you know, I think, it's, I think it is changing, though, that men are going more for, um, you know, hair enhancement or, you know, maybe looking at the wrinkles on the face or getting a bit of fat reduction or, sure. you know, it, and, and it's probably right as well, isn't it, that they should? Yeah. You know, Even if one would term right. that as being cosmetic, there should be nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. I mean, that's one of the philosophies of a NUMI medical clinic here in Cork. You know, I think we, we've got a good concept. It's for women and men. Uh, it's about aging better, as you said, from inside out. So we have a hormone specialist there for menopause, for men's health as well. We have a nutritionist. And what we try and do there is, you know, at your index visit is that you have a full assessment of needs and what, and what you'd like to do to change over the following six months. So set up a bespoke program for each individual. Uh, I mean, myself, for example, I mean... I was exercising, I was eating reasonably carefully, but I reached this kind of a stagnant stage where I still had that middle-aged spread, that fat tissue that you just can't get rid of, the love handles or whatever around your, your tummy. And in, in Anumi, what we can do is the nutritional advice, the exercise is very important, but we also have machines like the Zenscope Neo, for example, which melts fat and tightens up the abdominal musculature. So, and they, and they, and they work, there are results from that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, personally, anecdotally, I noticed a huge improvement in, in, in my tone. But uh, we also offer snoring treatments, uh, hair restoration treatments. So I could take, you, know, I could take you up on the snoring treatment in the future because we did some work on snoring on the air last year. The response to it yeah. was off the charts and the relationship issue. I know we're off topic here now, but you did yeah. mention it. But the relationship impact of snoring amongst partners it's hard to believe the amount of people that are, have issues with it. Well, it's enormous. You know, we've just uh, introduced this therapy into, into Ireland using uh, a laser treatment of the soft palace. Now, you know, there are, again, there are multiple things that can contribute to snoring, like weight, overweight, and, and, and that type of thing, and sleep apnea. But, you know, that laser treatment of the soft palate does significantly improve snoring in, in someone that addresses all the other because issues. Because people well. have tried every single gadget available and every miracle yeah. cure and all sorts of things to no avail. Sleeping in separate rooms, relationship breakdowns, everything in between. Multifactorial, isn't it? So, that, I mean, that's what our philosophy, I guess, is in the new medical. Come in, have your, your consultation for free. And then we pick apart with you a bespoke kind of package that you need or you think you need and what we think you need. So. Okay. I, I'm going I'm to revisit the whole aspect of snoring in the coming weeks. And if it was okay with you, I would like to perhaps pick somebody who could possibly go and trial it and see if it can make a life change for them and their partner with regards to 
snoring and the impact it's having on their life. If you're up for that, I'd be good for that too. Yeah, no, we'd love to, to partner with you on that. Okay. And, and okay. Because it's something that really needs to be addressed. Again. Okay. But back, just finishing up, Dan, so this really yeah. is about, this is about serotonin, it's about testosterone, and it should be and can be replaced. Yeah, I mean, serotonin is, is, is a different type of hormone. I mean, fundamentally, what we're replacing is, is testosterone. That's the key male hormone that needs to be analysed and addressed. And if you've got very low levels, without doubt, it's contributing to, to really significant problems that we can potentially reverse. OK, thanks for taking the call. I'll be in touch soon. Thank you for that. That's Professor Barry O'Reilly from AnumiMedicalClinic.com. Get further details, direction from them. But if you're male and this relates James to you in your life, I would love to hear from you either by text 0868104106, by email to neil at redfm.ie. Share your own story. You never know, we may be able to help. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Conversation that matters. Yes, indeed. Be part of the conversation. Text 0868104106. Martina, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Neil. How Picking are you? up there on menopause. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I just think, look, you said it, there's no clinical basis or proof. I know, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it. I was yeah. just pushing back that other conditions say that it's 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 not a condition, but um, you know. Um, yeah, I suppose it, it, for for me, for women, I think, yeah, it is a condition. Why is it okay to say um, that menopause exists and there's a treatment called HRT, but if men go through something similar, you want to give them a size 8 out the door kind of thing? Yeah, um, I suppose sometimes we label things as, I mean, what what I was hearing from that gentleman was he's going through what are called just time of life stuff where you reach a point where you do realise your parents are going to pass away, that basically means you're next up. That's kind of Okay, what, okay. Um, I'm with you. And that's very, that's, that's very stark, um, you know. If, if, uh, so I suppose menopause is something, I mean, men don't go through childbirth or monthly cycles or anything like that, so... I question heavily the basis for a menopause theory. I think it's just a theory that's now being put on something that is normal time of life stuff like your skin, you know, drying up, your hair falling out. Um, weight gain, fog, brain fog, gain, low libido yeah. kind of stuff. You say, yeah. this is, yeah. in, it, it may be inevitable, but, but like a lot more things now in 2024, it doesn't have mm. to be that way anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't, but I suppose with all, I'll probably be hammered now for saying this, but I mean, HRT isn't suitable for for all women. I, I wasn't able to take it. Um, so I just went through, cold, I went through cold turkey. Mine started at 40 years of age. Yeah. Um, so I'm finished, I'm out the other side, but, it, you know, it does, the brain fog he's talking about, I mean, that's, to me, what I went through was, um, I, you know, we say I was supposed to meet somebody in such a town in West Cork, and I'd be in the wrong town. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, wow. I, what I'm saying is uh, the reality of it and the perception of it are two completely different things. Um, well, you won't find say, me now for, you won't find me taking from menopause um, or you know um, a lack of oestrogen or the need for HRT uh, or the fact that, mm. that you know would have been termed 
the change of life where, you know, and it, yeah. it's, it's imp- I'm, I'm not for a moment denying that it is very impactful on women because it is a, a new chapter in their lives. So therefore, mm-hmm. I can't understand why, say, you or others listening to this would roll your eyes up. And I'm not saying you are, but I'm sure where I would be saying to... to yeah, okay. And, and I'm wondering why that would be. Whereas I would be thinking as a man that somebody in a relationship with a man, it could be a woman in a relationship with a man, a man in a relationship with a man who sees that their partner is lacking motivation, um, very negative, mm. lacking self-confidence, brain fog, putting on weight, mm. can't get off the couch, wouldn't have a conversation with them about it and say, listen... Yeah, you know, I, I, that's, that's fair enough. Um, that's, you know, I take all those those points there. They're, they're valid points. Um but I suppose I've seen the extremes of it as well, where people just do not accept that they're getting old, that, you know, you're dropping from fifth gear down to about second gear, and that's where you're going to stay. And, um, you know, I suppose that after a certain point, if there is something to help people, short term, fine. It's, it's when you see people relying on hormone replacement therapy and other means, then... Like they're not long-term solutions. So at some point, whether you take the the remedy or not, um, or if you do take the remedy, you're going to have to see it at some point that this is not a long-term solution. You can't just keep replacing hormones. Um, I, well, I, I'm, I'm not a clinician. I, I wouldn't know anything about that. But if your testosterone's at zero and you're 55 years oh. of age and you can get a gel to build up your testosterone to give you back energy, oh. um, then I, I, I would say, well, oh, well, well why not? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. believe, I don't believe that somebody who's 55 years old should accept that they're getting old and they're going to get slower or they're going to get fatter or they're going to get more mm. depressed. I just, I, I don't, I think you, well, I think I you mean, could no. be, you could be an 80 year old mind, right? Yeah. Or you could be in an 80 year old body with a 50 year old's mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I suppose, again, it's, it's like, I think we need to, I suppose, again, I've seen the extremes where people just keep going and going and going and they're, like, running around, you know, like a bull at a gate and they're 75 years of age and they're... I mean, look, you know. And I suppose, again, it raises the question between... Like, you could have an absolute... You could have zero testosterone, right? And a complete and utter feeling of worthlessness. You're fat, you have man boobs, your hair is going... Um, and and you're you're we're not allowed to have a conversation as, about that as men that actually it doesn't have to be that way. Surely we'd be in. Well, sure. We can have a conversation about it, but I suppose I'm all for you know you can't go around things in life. You have to go through them, and you know again, look if if there is something available there for men, I mean you can get Viagra in the post whenever you want without prescription. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot there for both sexes, but I just think the whole menopause thing, it just doesn't, it doesn't ring, it doesn't ring true with me. me All right. Okay. Okay. I'll probably get hammered now. No, you won't. Okay. Yeah. No, wouldn't allow that. I mean, I mean people, look, people might disagree, I, and I and I hope that they do because that's what debate is about. I mean, on the on the female side, you know, um, like if someone told me when I was 40 like you, you know they did the test you're having started the menopause mine was triggered by by surgery and um, you know the next thing I knew I, I was like growing a beard and I'm like what's this 
know. Yeah. You know, so there, there are other things you can do. You know, you can maybe go for a walk more often, have a look at what you're eating. Um, I'm not in a position to be lecturing any, anyone about what they're eating. Um, you can't go for a walk you know. if you can't get off the couch from... Is all that down to the male, male um, hormone? Male. Is there any other factors at play if okay. someone reaches okay. that level? Okay, no, you're, you know? enti- you're entitled to say I can tell that. you that, yeah. there are, that, that there are other options there. What I was saying is like when we get into our 50s, there's a kind of a convergence then of, you know, maybe you do start to look back and take, kind of do a review on your life and say, right, how... How did I get on there? And um, and that's there, natural, there you're thinking. Yeah. I, I do. I think it's it's just part of being human. Now, that's, again, I'm not taking away from the man there who's he's experienced, you know, he's very, it sounds real, but I, you know, I was taking the mission when I texted in because I, there's a feeling that men jump on a bandwagon whenever... You know, no, they don't actually, uh, Martina. The the opposite is is they don't jump on a bandwagon. They say absolutely feck all, and they don't talk. Mm, you know, yeah, that's, that's the problem. They'll yeah, talk about football fair, or soccer fair. or renaming a party yeah, yeah. or where they're going on their yeah. holidays or how many pints they drank, but don't yeah. talk about how they like, feel. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose again, I'd go back to you know the 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 male hormone that that depleting. Is, is going to cause issues, but are there other issues okay. that we haven't dealt with? You know, I tra- I I did psychology in UCC fifty five years ago, and I remember the counsellor saying that he said a lot of people reach sort of a crisis in their fifties because they've never addressed things in their life that were maybe needed to be addressed or just looked at. So there's a kind of a catching up then when you get into your fifties. Or sixties, mm. you know that mm. um, I never dealt with that, or I never resolved that, or I never. Um, so I suppose it's yeah, it's a mixed bag. Okay, but well, I take your point. Yes. No, I mean my role here is to get people talking and get the conversation yeah. going. So thank you for your part in that. Let's see if people will no react worries. to it. Thanks, Martina. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Lads, back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Red FM. Conversation that matters. Okay, back to the phone lines in a moment. Orla standing by just uh, from earlier this morning. Super value pork equive is what it's going to be. Uh, come on, guys. There are a lot more real problems going on in this country than the naming of a stadium. Yeah, there are, but it doesn't mean we can't talk about the naming of a stadium, too. Corporate sponsorship of stadiums is just how it is today. I get the sentiment of keeping old names, but unfortunately, those days are gone. It will always be pork equive. Give this a few weeks and it'll all be forgotten about. By the way, Supervalue is one of the Irish leading brands and they do brilliant work in every community in the country. People need to relax, says Lenny. Thank you for that. People don't call it Parky Cueve anyway, so they won't use Supervalue as part of it either. It will always be, are you heading down the park for the match? It'll be written on tickets and on the ads on television and radio, but it'll always be the park. Let's be honest. Morning, the GA should be hugely grateful to be rescued from such massive debt. If they want nothing to do with Supervalue, then don't take the lifeline. They didn't earn the name, the Grab All Association overnight, you know. They want it all. Don't give out my details. I think it's uh, because the name is so long that it doesn't suit. It's a mouthful, so everyone will just call it by the original name anyway. Just one or two more. There is no comparison to the Aviva and some other stadia as GAA clubs are all named in connection with our history uh, and of those who gave their lives for Ireland 
Rugby and soccer, you see, were British games, says Anthony. So the same comparison does not apply. That's an interesting take on it. Uh, There is no guarantee that youth will come through at senior level, as was suggested by, say, Larry Tompkins or Tomás Mulcahy. It would be interesting to see how well we do in the hurling and football championships this year. There are good management teams in place, and some of our players that we continue to use are soft-centred, in particular our forwards. Look at our hurling club scene. Sars were hammered by Ballygunner, a Waterford club says Billy recently. Keep those coming. Text always 68104106 but I don't get to today. I'll endeavour to get back to tomorrow. Um, back to the phone lines because of Orla, good morning. Morning, how are you? Oh good. Now Martina has had her view and I think uh, she's made it very cl- plain and clear. Um, doesn't really see anything here with regards to men or men's conditions. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think I. I mean, I think they definitely do go through that. Um, and you know, the same, the same men and women are both going through those as an aging population. But I say, like certainly men do go through it. Um, and like you mentioned about mental health problems and all of that, could, that could be tied down to that. You know, um, and, and I also think, and I, I only touched on it that unfortunately, that yeah. for some, for men, then perhaps who are going through it, they use alcohol as too much of a crutch then and make it worse. Yeah, and that's true. It's true for women as well. Like, they do the, the same thing, you know what I mean? Um, so it's definitely for both. And I just think, like, that, yeah, men do go through those changes. They're changing in life and aging also. And if they are presenting with those th- symptoms, why shouldn't they be helped as well? You know, it's just, I, I hate that everyone just still separates it as, like, men and women. Um, like, just treat, you know, we're all, we're all aging together. And if those symptoms are similar in both men and women, just treat us together. But, what, like, but, but some might say... Wait a second, you can't be messing with nature like this. If testosterone is supposed to decrease and deplete, that is the natural order of things. But why why is it though? Why can't why shouldn't she live a fulfilled life like for your entire life? Like we we have like the last census in Ireland showed an aging population of people living over the age of eighty. Why should they feel like crippled or that they can't get out of their houses because they don't have the energy when they can simply be replaced by a gel? Um, that can give them more energy and improve their quality of life. Are you talking from experience? Well, I've just started, I've just done a lot of research on it because I've just started my own um, HRT, but I've only started with estrogen. Um, So I'm only 41, but I'm just starting with gel and stuff like that. But testosterone is also prescribed for women um, on HRT. So that can be prescribed when you start to present symptoms like that. So like if you're introducing, I'm starting very, very low dose because I'm only perimenopause. Um, it's due to surgical interventions I've had in hysterectomy, but I've kept my ovaries. But um, I'm symptomatic of perimenopause. So I went to my GP and he prescribed the low dose gels, which is what I'm on at the moment. So is that the low uh, dose gel that we talk about for men? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the tested gel. So that's testosterone. I haven't started testosterone. I'm only introducing... So there's three hormones for estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. But women produce testosterone as well, even though it's a male hormone. Um, and it's quite high in our 20s, but then starts to deplete. So it's the first hormone to exit the building I, as such for women. But what of the testosterone gel? Are, will you use that? I I will introduce that if my symptoms don't approve with the estrogen gel. And would that be the testosterone gel I'm saying that would be say given for by men. by by Professor Barry for instance to men? Yeah, but it's off license for women. 
So I'll have to pay privately for that. So it's not, it's only licensed for men, but menopause specialists and menopause clinics are prescribing testosterone for women. What I see, one of the reasons why men don't talk is because they feel if they were to talk about depression or low energy or low libido, low interest in sex, erectile dysfunction, weight gain, hair loss, brain fog, lack of self-confidence, motivation, they feel that people would think they're just whinging wimps. Maybe, but they think that of women already. No, so no, no, no. I, I mean, I, don't include me <laughs> in that one. I mean, oh, go on. No, no, no. But I mean, if you present to a doctor like that as well, like that's dismissed a lot of times. And you'll be but, put I, on but, but I'm not talking about presenting to a doctor. It's, I'm talking about having conversations with your partner or your pals or yeah. men in other men in the workplace. They, it would be so awkward. Men, it would be harder. Yeah, it would be awkward. It would be and awkward. There would be. Yeah, there's a stigma and taboo around that for men to be able to talk to that. I like, think it's getting better around mental health, you know, in that sense of men talking um, and there's more support there. But certainly, like, if there's something as simple as someone taking a gel that can just replace the hormone that they've, that's been depleted and make them feel better without a bunch of antidepressants and whatever, then men sure, certainly should be able to... To, to talk know, about that and yeah, take that, know, you know, and, and, and yet, share that information with each other, yeah, for sure. And yet, I read an article, almost like a double-page spread in the Telegraph on Saturday, that was saying that we have talked ourselves into, as a society, a depression, a depressive epidemic. That we have created a multi-billion-euro anti-depression industry that should not exist, and that we are talking ourselves into depression. And we're talking ourselves into, you know, quality of life issues or, you know, um, you know, uh, mental health problems that really aren't mental health problems at all. They're just tough life. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's like, like Dr. or Professor Barry was saying, there's a, it's a multifactorial thing. So if you're, you're trying to watch all of the things that are happening in your life, like if you've no trauma and you've no, you know, nothing major going on or anything, but you still feel like depressed, depressive, um, then is it a physical thing? Like, you know, because you have to factor in like... No, and and it's in the article. Like, but the, no, no, but the article was probably trying to say was that we we we, 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 we analyse everything now to the everything. nth degree. And I worry about the younger generations who really like and ana- overly analyse everything. They they use words like stress and anxiety. When those words they don't know. fit, they don't fit how they're feeling at all. No, and it's, I think people, like you said, like overcomplicated, it's overthought, like that article said, you know, everything is a worry or a stress or anxiety or everything and that's not, I mean, that was never there before. You know what I mean? Well, my, my worry is that it, it, it diminishes those that really do have depressive issues. That make, yeah, and have actual mental health problems. Yeah, certainly. You know, you know? Okay, yeah, well, well so. listen, good, good luck with, with your treatment anyway. Do stay in touch and thanks thank for being you. part of the conversation. Text 0868 uh, 106 We'll come back to this in the morning. It'll be good to talk on this one, particularly if you're male. You don't necessarily have to come on the air, but you can certainly share how you're feeling by email, I'm sure, to neil at redfm.ie or text 0868 Can I love you and leave you on a few texts from earlier on this morning? I'm heavily inv- and my apologies. What was that? There's a couple of people that I won't get to this morning, so I'd be obliged if they could chat tomorrow instead. Thank you. I'm heavily inv- Involved in rugby, and I've never ever heard anybody involved in the game call Musgrave Park by the names Independent Park or Virgin Media Park. I'd imagine most GA people will still call the park 
by its original name. It matters not a jot to the real fans. They'll just ignore the name. Um, I suppose there's some truth in that. I, I still refer to Musgrave Park as Musgrave Park. I had got into the swing of starting to call it Independent Park and then they went and changed it to <laughs> Virgin Media Park. Anyway, listening to these sad, boring people jumping up and down, complaining and throwing their toys out of the pram while the country is turning into an absolute kip People should get a life. One final one on this. Great stories on the old GAA people this morning. For those who remember Christy Ring's friend and hurler, the late great Matty Fuhi from Carrick Tool, who lived in Ballinlock. His wife Dimpna passed away just before Christmas, for those who knew them, says Finborough O'Brien in Riverstown and SARS GAA. What was it that Christy Ring used to say? Keep your eye on the ball, even when it's in the ref's pocket. There's all that and lots more besides. We'll pick up on the conversation in the morning. Text 0868104106. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. When court talks, car people blow my mind. They talk to Neil Prendeville on Red FM.